0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, The finest
0: uncooperative,
2: conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice.
3: Uncooperative radio is coming for you. Okay,
4: and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to com, And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan Saylor, susan Hello, American patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening?
1: On Sundays, we start with the prayer, and it was VJ Day on Tuesday. We highlighted the start of World War II on Monday but we need to talk about the Japanese role in the war, because there's so many misconceptions out there about internment of the Japanese, why we put the bomb. It's crazy how well the Pragues have remade history. Well, we're going to tell you the real truth. Then the ups and downs for the week. Brian will explain the 14th Amendment once again. Don't we get tired of doing this? Yes. <laughs> Followed by the Fuzzy Muzzy Report and Health Busters. We didn't get to it last week. I am not sure we're going to get to it this week. <laughs> if not, oh well. But I would like to say and tell every, the folks out there, climate does happen. Um, we're having climate right now. It's cold. <laughs> it was very, 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 very warm. Super warm. And now it's cold. So climate does change. Also, If you don't hear Rooster Cogburn as loud as normal, it's because it is cold and the studio windows are closed. But he is still alive. I have not killed him yet.
4: All right. Sunday, so it's time for a prayer. A prayer for confidence from churchyear.net. O God of peace, who taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved and in quietness and confidence shall be our strength by the might of your spirit lift up lift us what does that say sorry
1: why do you have your glasses on why are your glasses off (laughs) are you crazy no
4: wonder i can't see hold on god oh that's better Okay, I'll just start over there. <clears throat> O God of peace, who taught us that in returning and rest, we shall be saved, and in quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Amen. VJ Day. <clears throat> Victory over Japan Day From History.com On August 14th, 1945, it was announced that Japan would surrender unconditionally to the Allies, effectively ending World War II. Since then, both August 14th and August 15th have been known as Victory over Japan Day, or simply VJ Day. The term has also been used for September the 2nd, 1945, when Japan's formal surrender took place aboard the USS Missouri, anchored in Tokyo Bay. And now, Susan will read from A Patriot's History.
1: Okay, you're going to be hearing me turning pages and squishing around with the book this is A Patriot's History of the United States by Larry Schweickhardt and Michael Allen, which we read from a lot. And I'm going to begin by reviewing the reasons for us in terming the Japanese, because Brian has said it was right all along. It was not what they're reporting. It's not what they're telling us as when we grew up for the history, our kids. Nope. Nobody knows. Okay, so... Following the surrender of the American island bastion of Korrigar. Korrigidor. Korrigidor. Oh, thank you. See, that's why he's so good at this. Some 11,000 Americans on the Bataan Peninsula were marched inland on hot jungle roads with no food or water. The Bataan Death March revealed the Japanese to be every bit as vicious as the Nazis. Japanese soldiers bayoneted American soldiers who fell by the wayside or tied them up in barbed wire to be eaten by ants. Remember Bataan and remember Pearl Harbor would soon become the battle cries of G.I.s who stormed the beaches of Japanese-held islands. The constant drumbeat of disasters enhanced the image of superhuman Japanese fighting forces. When a Japanese sub surfaced off the coast of Oregon to lob shells harmlessly onto continental U.S. soil, American planners anticipated that it indicated an imminent invasion of San Francisco, San Diego, or the Los Angeles area. Did you know that? Did you know that a Japanese submarine came that close and lobbed? Onto Oregon shores, bombs. Actually, it was,
4: it was more. there was more than that. There were numerous attacks along the coast. There were ships, the ships were attacked. Um, so there was a lot, Japan was doing a lot of stuff in the Pacific.
1: Okay. Um, bunkers were thrown up at the Santa Barbara skyscrapers in Los Angeles supported anti-aircraft guns on their roofs, and lights on all high-rise buildings were extinguished or covered at night to make it more difficult for Imperial bombers to hit their targets. I had no idea, Brian. When I read this... That's what that
4: comedy movie we watched was all about. What was it it called? 1945 or something? Where they're, they're in California and Belushi's in it. He doesn't speak through the whole thing. He's a pilot. He's a crazy pilot. You remember that one? No, I don't. That's what they were making fun of. I had
1: no idea that there were you, well, anti-aircraft guns you know. on the roofs of our buildings. Yeah. that This was amazing to me when the, I read this. You
4: don't understand. The, what Japanese, these weren't internment in camps, number one. The Japanese were told, because the Japanese were spying for Japan, we know this for a fact, and they did know it for a fact, so... They said, "No more Japanese can live in California. You've got to move to the center of the country, and if you can't find a place, they have a place for you to go the camps that's what they what? they were relocation camps they were even used temporarily until they could get housing at you know in the center they they went they went to school from there. They went to do jobs from there outside of the gate. Yeah,
1: that's what this, uh, this account says. But I had this, I had no idea how much under attack on our own soil. I mean, I knew about Pearl Harbor, but I had no idea they were, they were doing these attacks or intimidating us. You should us. have
4: read Michelle Malkin's book. It's much better than this. Well,
1: I know, but I, but I wanted to bring this out for the I people. I was
4: impressed at all the history I learned in that book. I mean, it's, it's, it's she, she did, did her the, research. Yes, she rather. did, it
1: and a couple of other books that she has written since then have been just as informative. I she is that. getting nothing but slack from everybody. The progs are attacking her. Forgive, the conservatives are attacking her. I mean, it's, anyway, uh, what's your favorite saying? I hate when my side what? What? Your favorite saying about when you hate when your side <laughs>
4: People on my side <laughs> aren't really helping.
1: That's <laughs> that's what he says a lot. <clears throat> okay, so local rodeo associations and shrine mounted patrol conducted routine reconnaissance of mountains, foothills and deserts checking for infiltrators. I this is a this is unbelievable to me. I mean, we have never had anything like this happen. And I'm, I'm afraid it's gonna happen again. We have too many foreigners in here.
4: Any number of things could happen right about now?
1: No one could guess that this shocking string of victories actually marked the high tide of Imperial Japanese success, not the beginning. Understanding the psychological impact of the Japanese successes in 1942 is critical to explaining Roosevelt's decision to put Japanese American citizens in California, Oregon, and Washington State into relocation camps.
4: And that was a quote. Relocation camps. It's a quote. Yes, despite what the Park Service put up on the relocation camps, they put up nice little placards that say concentration camps.
1: Some 110,000 Japanese Americans, most of them citizens, were removed from their homes and moved to inland centers in Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, California, and Arizona. Opponents of the internment of Japanese Americans formed an odd political mix conservatives included FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, I wouldn't call him a conservative who
4: He's not conservative. who
1: thought the movement unnecessary and Robert Taft of Ohio who was the only congressman to vote in opposition to the 1942 bill
4: okay let's, let's stop there though they did not have all the information there was a secret decode, decoder called magic that FDR had and only he and his closest advisors even knew it existed. I think there was only one other person he picked to know it even existed. And we, but we could tell all the communiques going from the uh, the embassies uh, out in California out to Japan, and they were passing intelligence, troop movements, train movements. Uh, paying attention to, uh, yards where they store stuff to see if anything has changed. I mean, really important stuff. All, everything the enemy needs to know to know when and where to hit. And, uh, he, so he had only had that information. These other people didn't have it. So it, it, it's kind of a tough decision when you don't know for a fact that they're spying on your country, which they were. But to be fair, too, on the East coast. All the Germans and Italians also had to go. You don't know that either, right? Oh, there were some people from South America. They had to go in there. Relocation camps. Yes, they had to live in the center too. It, was, it wasn't it was just Japanese. It's another lie.
1: Liberal historians have ascribed racist motives to the Japanese-American relocation, pointing to the fact that the same thing was not done to German-Americans or Italian-Americans on the East Coast. Yes, they were. Brian just said that from Michelle Malkin's book. In fact, both groups already had been under close scrutiny by the FBI and other agencies, a holdover policy from World War I when German-Americans had indeed experienced persecution and been denied fundamental civil liberties. Yet the comparison of the two is otherwise untenable. Although Germany had for a short time threatened the eastern U.S. coastline, by 1942, the Germans not only lacked a blue water fleet, but also had not staged a successful amphibious invasion in two years, meaning that their threat assessment was less than what the Japanese were doing on the west coast. Correct. Germany had no aircraft carriers and no troop ships, and Germany had certainly not launched an airstrike 2,000 miles from its home base across an ocean as had Japan at Pearl Harbor. Today, with the benefit of hindsight, most can agree that the relocation of Japanese Americans during World War II was an unfair and mistaken policy, although the wartime Supreme Court supported Roosevelt's policy.
4: And I will say again, I completely disagree with them.
1: Okay, and this is—they're going to tell them what we did because I didn't even know we gave them reparations, Brian. I had no idea about that. Well,
4: let's put it this way: the camps were so horrible that at the end, when we when the camps when we opened them up and said, "Okay, we're done, you go," Well, they were never really closed. The gates were open. Uh, They didn't want to leave. They got an attorney and they sued to stay in the relocation camps because they, they're, they're. uh, That's well, the standing of living, too. But their their health, their the longevity, was higher than the average American outside of the camps. They got free everything. They got free clothes, free food, free electric, etc. Free heat.
1: Right, we're never hearing about this. So a subsequent ruling vacated the World War II decision, making the relocation order inoperable, but stopping short of overturning it. Subsequently, NISI internees were awarded one point two. Five billion in reparations during the Reagan, Reagan administration. Yet with the benefit of the same hindsight, one, one must say that the relocation was not, as historians label it, a policy of hysterical racial repression. Instead, Roosevelt took understandable precautions to protect national security in the face of what most Americans firmly believe was an impending attack.
4: And, and, and these historians don't have all the facts. They nope. don't even mention magic.
1: Nope. They don't.
4: It was highly top secret. Well, it was top secret. Like I said, only FDR and his closest advisor. Those are the only two people that knew it even existed. And, uh, Europe knew European, uh, the, our European counterpart knew because we would, they would leave, give us information on the Germans because they created, they broke the code of the Germans. We broke the code of the Japanese, but we wouldn't give them the technology. So we would just give them information that we thought they, would be pertinent to them.
1: See, and this is really important for the folks out there to learn because our history has been robbed from us, Brian. It, it brings tears to my eyes sometimes when I read some of this stuff. A few contemporary liberal scholars continue to call the Japanese-American internment camps concentration camps. Considering that this same term is also applied to the Nazi and Japanese camps, Is usage is loaded indeed. In fact, there exists critical and simple distinctions between the two. Can anyone honestly compare the American camps where perseverant, brave, and industrious Japanese Americans grew vegetables and flowers, published their own newspapers, established schools, and organized glee clubs and little league baseball teams for their children to Auschwitz and Bataan? Can anyone forget the brave Nisi men who, despite the wrongs they had suffered, left the camps to join and fight bravely in the U.S. Army's European Theater? Moreover, had Germany won the war, does anyone actually believe the inmates in the Nazi camps would have been released, let alone paid reparations? The fact that the United States not only addressed the constitutional violations with shame and ultimately attempted to make restitution speaks volumes about the fundamental differences in world views between America and the Axis.
4: Yeah, except we didn't do anything wrong. Why did they get reparations? They sued us not to leave. Well, why would you let them sue us for paying them to go there, I mean, they don't—they didn't want to leave. So why should we pay them anything? Of course, they didn't want to leave. It was great. You heard—you heard what they did. It was like a little little town, and they're all to themselves. They—they—they they, they liked it there. You could tell because they didn't leave. I told you they were relocation camps. They were supposed to find a place to live in those states and leave the camps, but a lot of them didn't want to. I mean, Why wouldn't you? You a great life. You don't have to work. Get everything handed to you. You get the best of everything, because they, they didn't treat them like our t- soldiers get treated. They had to have good clothing, good heat, uh, hot running water, etc., etc., etc. Basically, all the amenities were provided for them, because we felt guilty doing it in the first place. But, you know, the reason the Japanese really weren't pissed off at us that we're in the camps... They knew exactly what was going on. They knew that their fellow Japanese immigrants and even citizens were helping Japan because of this oath they all take to the emperor of Japan. And they, they must follow his orders no matter where they are or when they are. So now understanding that, you say, well, if then how did they take become citizens? You have to take an oath to the United States of America and you have to deny all allegiance to any other country. And with that being said, and they haven't changed the oath, it's the same. How do we have dual citizenship? You take an oath that says you, you're not going to have any ties to any other nation and, you, and you're a dual citizen. How does that work? That's a screwed up. This is what happens you let the national government do anything. It can't do anything well. Well, okay, maybe it throws misery all over the place, but you know, that's nothing to be proud about.
1: Okay, now I'm going to go on to us, the myth about us dropping the bomb on the Japanese. The Japanese were not going to surrender, no matter what. They just weren't. No,
4: They, were, okay. they had suicide bombers, for
1: God's yep. sake. In retrospect, three, three central reasons justify the dropping of the atomic bombs. First and most important, the invasion of Japan would cost more American lives, up to a million, perhaps far more. The interests of the United States demanded that the government do everything in its power to see that not one more American soldier or sailor died than was absolutely necessary, and the atomic bombs ensured that result. Second, Japan would not surrender, nor did its leaders give any indication whatsoever that they would surrender short of annihilation okay
4: let's let's be let's just be obvious here this is a lot of words to say one thing after we dropped the first bomb they They didn't didn't surrender surrender.
1: no i was going to read so we dropped the second bomb it's a
4: good thing they surrendered then because that's all we had
1: right and nobody else knew that i know nobody did (laughs) One can engage in a hypothetical discussion about possible intentions, but public statements such as the fight to the bitter end comment and the summoning of Japan's top atomic scientists after the Hiroshima bomb was dropped demonstrate rather conclusively that the Empire planned to fight on. And that's what you just said. They, We dropped the bomb and the first thing they did is go try to find some atomic scientists to make one and see how fast they could do it. They were not giving up.
4: No, no and... <sighs> See, this is the difference. Deputies would fight the last man because of honor, and they would die an honorable death. It's not an honorable death to get annihilated by a nuke. You you don't stand a chance. It's, you can't fight back. So the after the first one, the people were not too happy. Uh, but after the second one, it was I guess they I guess they believe we had more because you know, he was like in his speech. He said he would had he had to or there would have been no Japan.
1: Well, and I'll go, I'm going to go skip around because it says, Truman never had the slightest hesitation about using the bomb, leaving left-wing scholars to scour his memoirs and letters for even the slightest evidence of second thoughts. He promptly gave his approval as soon as the Trinity test proved successful. Moreover, Truman planned to drop the existing bombs in a fairly rapid sequence if the warlords did not surrender in order to convince Japan that America has had a plentiful supply. Now I'm going back to the third reason. Uh, third, the depredations of the Japanese equal those of the Nazis. The allies, the allies, therefore, were justified nothing less than unconditional surrender and a complete dismantling of the samurai Bushido. Did I say that right?
4: Bushido class, yes.
1: As a requirement for peace. Only in the That's, As- that's,
4: the, that's the fighting class, the Bushido.
1: Okay. I think I'm going to start there. Because I think then we made our point.
4: I don't know which point we wanted to make.
1: We wanted to. I wanted to do an, ins, you know, an insight into what really happened with us, with the internment, with the Japanese, the Japanese role in World War II, how vicious well, they were. You should have
4: got Michelle Malcolm's book out and gone to the page where she explains how many of each different ethnicities were in relocation camps. Like I said, even one, even one from South America that I remember. I have no idea what we're afraid of South Americans. I don't know. But that's what that's what they did. Uh, and again, this book is actually wrong. They did round up Germans and Italians as well that were on the East Coast. So let's be fair about these things. And they weren't concentration camps. They were wonderful towns where the kids grew up happy. Where everyone lived a long, long time, longer than anybody outside the gates, told you the gates were open. they didn't want to go anywhere. They were supposed to get off the dole and find a place, but I you know they liked it better living off our tax dollars. so what can I tell you and you can tell we hurt them dramatically in this country, right because the Asians are so far below us they're like. Uh, you know they're like slaves down there compared to us economically right The Asians do very well in this country uh, they love america believe me they they you know the people that love capitalism in america the most around the world are those who benefited from capitalism
1: yep We say that all the time and we do have to keep saying it over and over again because the people inside our own country hate us more than the people outside our country
4: Oh yeah, they they hate me with a passion, but they they mostly won't talk to me anymore. So it's just, um, anyway. anyway, uh, the ups and downs of the week. <coughs> Excuse me. Down from cnsnews.com. dot com. Really do got to get a mouse pad. <laughs> President Obama's Caesar promoted solar energy to residents of Kutsubo. I know, I know I'm not saying that right and I really don't care. I don't speak I don't speak Eskimo. Uh, an Alaskan town located 26 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Now, what do we all know about the Arctic Circle?
1: You and I were there.
4: What happens at the Arctic Circle? In the summertime, it's
1: 24 so almost 24/7 light.
4: Right. And in the winter time, it is just the opposite. Exactly. So it's dark all the time. That's when the, that's when they all start hitting moose on the highways. Uh, because it's dark during the day, even, you know, even in Fairbanks. Uh, but this is at the Arctic Circle where it gets actually 24 hours of daylight at, at the peak and tw- 24 hours of darkness at the peak.
1: And they're 26 miles north of that.
4: Right. So they get even less. They, they get less of the sun and they get more of the darkness. And I know. And, uh, so we, we thought that, why, first of all, are we putting solar energy panels on anybody's house? When did the government get involved in installing solar panels? Oh, I know. They've been paying people to winterize people's houses, so why not solar panel giveaways, too? Uh, but anyway, out of all the places, you would think you'd want to go, I don't know, some place like New Mexico that has, like, sun 360 days of the year. Now, that makes sense. Now, you don't give it to a place that's dark after the year, but, you know, it's not their money. This is what happens when people do things with your money. They don't think. So, anyway, uh, it, it says it gets less than six hours of sunlight for 34 days, early December through early January. Again, that would what I said. <laughs> <clears throat> I know you guys have started putting up solar panels and wind turbines around Kotzebue. Now, the wind turbines, I don't know how much wind they get there either. That's another thing. Uh, and because energy costs are pretty severe up here for remote Alaskan communities, one of the biggest problems is high energy costs. Well, you could always move. The president said in a speech he delivered during a three-day tour of the state in which he stressed the dangers of climate change. If that's right. If Kotzebue didn't have solar panels... Then, then the seas would rise and the polar ice caps will melt. And no, that's not happening. And polar bears will drown. In what world does a marine mammal drown in water? Anyway, I know, I know, I know, I know that you can drown a marine mammal in water. I'm just saying, how many of them just drown because they're in the water? Anyway, this is all the president's opinion. This is an isolated community. And if they didn't want to live there, they don't have to. They make whatever they're doing there, they're making plenty of money to afford the expense of living there. That's why they make plenty of money. Uh, You've all seen ice road truckers and stuff, right? That's the kind of place we're talking about. Uh, All right. So let's see what he's going to say now. One of the reasons I came up here is to really focus on what is. Probably the biggest challenge our planet faces. If there's one thing that threatens opportunity and prosperity for everybody, wherever we live, it's the threat of a changing climate. Maybe, but man has nothing to do with it. Said Obaminus, the first President Caesar to venture north of the Arctic Circle. Oh, wow, is that some kind of like award-winning thing to do? Uh, we did it. We are the number one producer of oil and gas, but we're transitioning away from energy that creates the carbon that's warming the planet and threatening our health and our environment. And we're going all in on clean, renewable energy sources like wind and solar. And Alaska has the natural resources to be a global leader in this effort. The the worst place to put solar panels in the the United States of America (laughs) is Alaska.
1: And Alaska does have natural resources, you doofus. It's called oil and gas.
4: He said they have resources. But, uh, see, so he said a problem with carbon. What is wrong with everybody? You do know that we are carbon based life forms, right? Yes, we can't exist without carbon. Everything around us is carbon based. Did you know that? Yeah. Take that biology class. What's it called? Organic chemistry? Organic chemistry. No, I'm talking about the biology, not the chemistry. But at any rate, um, you, c- yeah, organic chemistry would work because then you'd understand all the carbon, oxygen, hydrogen bonds and how they, how they connect and interact to make different things. And that we're all based up of, well, based off that stuff. And then, oh, while you're there, you'll probably read like a fourth grade kids book on, uh, how plants make food through photosynthesis which is the we exhale carbon dioxide and all the green things take it in and they exhale oxygen. I know they don't exhale, they release. So what? They release oxygen. So the CO2 gets turned into oxygen for us and helps them make food for themselves. And why do we need less of it exactly? Do you not like my plants? Do you not like my trees? Do you not like your vegetables? Oh, food. We're probably going to be getting that from South America. I'm serious. After Mexico, it's going to be South America. Who knows? It's just, I hear, I just hear the farms in California are drying up and blowing away. So, yep. and that's the main production of food in, in the country is California. Specifically Southern California, but all of California. Oh, well, we have to go to a break. This young cooperative radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back.
3: This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter.
0: Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking
5: about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 8007649168
0: Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to.
5: Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery.
6: Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up.
1: Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo.
5: Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704.
4: Welcome back to the Uncropored Radio Show. We're in Alaska. Well, you know. Oh, and by the way, it's hour one.
1: We lived there for nine months. Outside of Fairbanks, pretty close to the Arctic Circle. It wasn't that far from us.
4: No. We were north of Fairbanks. Uh, Okay, so... Carbon. He hates carbon. That's where we left off. Carbon, oxygen, hydrogen chains go go buy a little uh what do you those science kits and they have the you can, the little molecules you can put them together and, and create a 3d representation of whatever that carbon structure creates it's kind of fun but uh so we're going to deploy more new clean energy projects on native lands and that's going to reduce dependence on fossil fuels, promote new jobs and new growth in our in your communities yet. One no. question, have these solar panels actually been tested down to seventy below zero? That's that's just a normal winter up there.
1: And the wind turbines as well.
4: And the wind turbines. Yeah, if you don't have thin enough oil in there, they stop moving too.
1: Well, the, the.
4: That happened in Michiganistan.
1: I was just going to say, we did have a story about that. All the wind turbines the whole winter weren't working because the oil was too thick.
4: And it, Yeah, but it wasn't the company's fault because they didn't tell them where they were using, supposedly. The, I'm like, what do you mean? It's going to Michiganistan. How can you not understand this? But they didn't tell them, what you know, I guess about the cold weather or they would have put a different oil in. It was what they had to do. And then. Is heat them up, get all the oil out that's in there and then put new oil back in. And let's just say they didn't do that. Uh, they lost that power bag till it warmed up. So the stuff isn't always cracked up to me. And you go someplace that gets negative 70 all the, like all the time in a winter time. It's just, it's cold. And don't even talk about the wind blows too. Yeah. Wind and 70 blow. You don't last long outside like that
1: it just cracks me up he, he thinks this is a magic pill you know, know he's so got to many... put in all
4: the native lands because you... him like all the products in illinois loved the natives they remember all the hippies went to illinois and they all stayed and and you know did all kinds of psychedelics and stuff with the native tribes and they, they were the they're the best thing ever, the Natives. The American Indians are the greatest thing since sliced bread. But not one of them lives anywhere near a reservation.
1: The other thing is the majority of Americans have no idea how solar panels work. <laughs> they have no idea that, that you don't just put up a solar panel, the sun shines on it, and poof, you turn on a light. They don't know how that works, Brian. They don't even know you have to have batteries. You have to have charge controllers.
4: You have to have chargers. Assuming you're off-grid, yeah. I would assume they are. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the, little, the town has a little power station. I don't
1: know. Probably does because we give the natives everything.
4: That's true. <laughs> and they're still... They're still pouring than dirt on those reses. Living on welfare. Oh, I know it's their entitlement check, but it still says same thing as everybody else that gets welfare. Only now, I guess they got EBT cards, so <laughs> that's no different than anybody else. Let's make let's make spending our money just the same thing as spending your money, so they forget that they're spending somebody else's money. That's basically how that works. So this is a town about three thousand res- residents that bills itself as the gateway to the Arctic, is one of 15 major communities in Alaska's far north region that are located north of the Arctic Circle, according to TravelAlaska.com, the state's official tourism agency. The Arctic Circle is the boundary for the midnight sun, a phenomenon caused by the tilt in the Earth's axis, in which the sun does not set in the summer, or conversely, rise in the winter. On December the 22nd, the winter solstice, the sun rises. See, we talk to you about all solstice all the time. You think we're crazy or something. They have applications in your life. They do. So the sun rises in Kotsubo at 10, 12 a.m. and sets at 3.42 p.m. for a total of just five and a half hours of sunlight. <laughs> During the 34 days between December 3rd and January 6th, Kotsubo's days are less than six hours long. <laughs> In Barrow, the northernmost town in Alaska, which is located 330 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Yeah, you can't go there. Don't go there. Don't just show up. You'll, you'll get arrested. You have to get permission from the tribe to actually. Well, go I there. was going
1: to get a job. They had, they wanted me to, have to take a travel job in no, Barrow. No, was no, was
4: it sure? Was the, yeah, it's impossible. On the west coast, the other side of the mountains. That's why you couldn't get there. There's no roads that go to it. The only thing, only way you can get to it is frozen river. Or plane, obviously, which is how you were gonna get there. But I couldn't take my truck, so forget that. <laughs> I would have to pay to ship it there. And then I, have to, and then when we leave, I or I, if let's say she got fired, we'd be stuck because I, I couldn't pay to get the truck taken back, and I ain't leaving my truck.
1: Well, I couldn't get fired. I'm under under contract.
4: Well, okay. They don't renew your contract. We have to come up with the money to ship it back. It's ex- more expensive than you think. Alright, um, an up-down. Well, you know, I know that was pretty depressing seeing your money after Solyndra. Now it's just boondoggles putting up solar panels in native land for the because they can. Alright, up-down from CNN, the Communist News Network. A Muslim flight attendant says she was suspended by Expressjet for refusing to serve alcohol in accordance with her Islamic faith. Again, it's not a real religion anyway. So they're not protected by squat. Number one. Number two, the minute the plane leaves the boarding dock, you, you no longer have any rights, constitutional or otherwise. But you ask the air, go ahead, ask the airlines. The minute they pull away, that's why they pull away from the tarmac to the, you know, the loading. Tunnel, whatever they call that, uh, even though they're not taken off, because once they pull away, you can't get out. So that's where you hear the horror stories of getting stuck there, four and six hours, wouldn't let them off the plane. So that's, I'm sorry, that's kidnapping as far as I'm concerned, and and that those pilots should have been thrown in jail. Any pilot that believes this I don't give up my rights when I go anywhere. Uh, bad news for the pilots and everybody, but. Uh, I don't fly, so that's the reason I don't fly. Because you you agree to follow the, the rules of the the airline and give up all your rights. Heck, you can't even carry a gun on the dang thing. So it's a giant tin can with with uh, with Islamic people. That's frightening. Uh, an Islamic that is like the worst thing ever. That you should lose your job at the airline just for just for converting to Islam. Because anyone that converts to Islam knows knows what they're converting to, and it's evil. So how do we know the fuzzy, fuzzy flight attendant isn't going to blow up the plane? It should be a lot easier for her now, wouldn't it? I'm not getting on the plane with no, uh uh-uh, forget it. I see the headscarf, I'm turning around, going to get my money back. But like I said, I don't go on those flying tin cans anyway. Why? Because people get very, very sick because the air is recycled. What, do you think people are courteous when they're sick and they're they're supposed to leave, they won't get on the plane? Do you think they'll stop them? No, none of that happens. So you just keep, you know, you spread those germs around. But this, like I said, first she's not doing her job. You you, you don't come to me. I said the same thing about those fuzzy, buzzy taxi drivers. No, don't accommodate them. Screw them. Fire them. Find people who'll do their job. There's plenty of people out of work. Same thing to her. There's lots of people that want to be flight attendants. Get rid of her. She's not at work. She says, I can't, my faith won't allow me to do my job. There's no accommodation that can be made for her other than what we're about to find out already did happen. In a bid to get her job uh, back, Cherie Stanley filed a discrimination complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission on Tuesday for the revocation of a reasonable religious accommodation. Now, this is why we got to get Islam off the books as a religion, because it's not. It's designed to overthrow us. Why would we want people practicing that in our country? That's whole point is to take us over and kill us. Yes, I'm sorry. Read the darn Quran yourself. I highly recommend you read Robert Spence's book. It would save you a lot of grief. Anyway, uh so she's finally claimed the EOC, of course. Um, she wants an accommodation. She wants to do her job without serving alcohol in accordance with her Islamic faith. Just as she was doing before her suspension, her lawyer said. Oh, before you say? How long has this been going on?
1: We'll find out.
4: What this case comes down to is no one should have to choose between their career and a religion. Yes, they should. And that's not a religion. And it's incumbent upon employers to provide a safe environment where employees can feel they can practice their religion freely, said Lena Mossery, an attorney with Michiganistan Chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Really? Where does she put her prayer rug down five times a day on a flight and pray? Yeah. It's been going on for a while. Where's she been praying? She has to pray five times a day. Our faith demands it. So if she's not doing that, she's not, she's, she's just, she's looking for a lawsuit. That's what she's doing.
1: It gets even worse.
4: <laughs> anyway, you you have to make decisions. Religious people have to make decisions on what they're going to do to make money. We don't, you don't want to do something That's sinful. So, yes, there are some things Christians won't do. As we just saw from the Kentucky County
1: clerk. Okay. Well, I have to wait till you read this paragraph because this is idiotic.
4: Stanley Forty started working for ExpressJet nearly three years ago. About two years ago, she converted to Islam. Now, that right there, she's so stupid, I don't want her on the plane anyway. <laughs> I know
1: it gets worse a that's woman stupid. converted
4: to islam again why are people putting themselves in the shackles of slavery for other people <laughs> women are treated like dirt the third class citizens she's not even allowed to do that job according to her faith by the way sorry women don't get to work Uh uh-uh. they don't get to go anywhere without a male escort either that's from the family like a brother Oh yeah, can't drive a car? No, no, no. Can't read. There's no other book but the Quran. That's all you can read. So why in God's name would anybody with a brain convert to Islam? Let me guess. She's black. And they got it with the whole, Christianity is, from, is a white man's religion, and Islam is a black man's religion. If that's true, then black people are, are evil. Because Islam is evil. Period. It's evil. I don't care hate me all you want it's not every religion it's a theocracy it's a religious government it is not a religion well it's it's got religion in there (laughs) yes but the people that are the church is the government the government is the church do you understand there's no secular anything it the imams are the just like in iran you think the president's in charge he's nothing i don't know why they bother with elections it's the imams, the six imams that sit at the top, especially the Ayatollah, who make all the decisions. And then the parrot just goes out and parrots what they tell him to say. Anyway, um so she converted, so she's an idiot. This year she learned her faith prohibits her from not only consuming alcohol, but serving it too, Masri said.
1: Are you kidding me? How did she she does I know, this year. She's been, well, two, then
4: you've been violating your faith for all the <laughs> so, two years. So you might idiot. as well you might as well get <laughs> give it up now.
1: What an idiot? How she doesn't know the the terms of her own. She's gonna faith. be
4: she's gonna be one of the seventy two virgins they get.
1: And she is black. I don't know if
4: I mentioned that before. <laughs> I could tell. I could just tell. And that's how they got it. They get people only a, what woman would never go should never go anywhere near Islam. What are you kidding me? You can rape them, you can beat them, you can do whatever you want to your wife. Frankly, you do whatever you want with women. It's just, they have no respect for them at all. So Stanley, uh, so this this year she learned her faith prohibits what she's been doing. She approached the supervisors of the Firth and was told to work out an arrangement for someone to fulfill passenger requests for alcohol. <laughs> okay. It was at the direction of the airline that she began coordinating with the other flight attendant on duty so that when a passenger requested alcohol, the other flight attendant would accommodate that request, Masri said. We know that is that this arrangement has worked beautifully and without incident and that it hasn't caused any undue burden on the airline. After all, it was the suggestion of the airline. It certainly wasn't fair to the other flight attendants, though, was it? Because about 50% of their job is serving alcohol. Oh yeah, you think they don't want you to have alcohol. They do too. They don't want you to bring your own. They want you to pay for theirs, overpriced alcohol. But you'll get it. You just will get cut off. Uh, It wasn't the direction of the airline that she did this. Flight attendants complained about menacing images on aircraft. It seemed to be working out until another flight attendant filed a complaint against Stanley on August the 2nd, claiming she was not fulfilling her duties by refusing to serve alcohol, Masri said. The employee complaint also said Stanley had a book with foreign writings and wore a headdress. On August the 25th, the airline sent a letter to Stanley informing her, That it was revoking its religious accommodation to exclude her from service of alcohol and placing her on administrative leave. They placed her on unpaid leave and they advised her that her employment may be terminated after 12 months, Mazri said. We are requesting that her employment be reinstated and the accommodation of her religious beliefs be reinstated as well. You can't do that. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot make other employees do your work for you. You're you're suing an airline, not not the individual attendants. They're not going to do your job for you. They don't, If you're sick, maybe they'd help you out that time, but that's it. It's a very busy job, and most of them don't have very good attitudes anyway.
1: Again, the difference between this and what's happened to the clerk is huge.
4: This is ridiculous. And you know what? She didn't have to convert. Oh, well... They changed the, look, first of all, they changed the law on the clerk. When she became a clerk, she's been a clerk for years.
1: 20 years. And
4: she's an elected Democrat. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, they demand that she do something against her religion. And she says, no, I can't do that. They wouldn't give her any accommodation. She has to have her name take off the license. that's And that she not have to give them out. That's all. That's not much of an accommodation as opposed to wearing a headdress, uh, scary books with writings on it, uh, not wanting to serve alcohol. Need it, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. They're bending over backwards for a fuzzy muzzy.
4: Right. And they throw a Christian Uh, in in jail. jail. Uh, by the way, you might not know this Kentucky previously passed a state constitutional amendment to ban same sex marriage in Kentucky. Did you know that she was? She is following the law, the constitution of her state, and the will of her constituents. The judge, on the other hand, is just a jackass that's looking to—I don't know—play power boy. How dare she not do what I tell her to do? Arr, arr, arr. No one should listen to them. They have no jurisdiction, and if nobody helps them enforce it, they're stuck. They can have all the opinions they want, like it's supposed to be, and that's it. the The, the federal courts aren't supposed to do this. Work. They are not the appellate of the state. End of conversation. Neither is the Supreme Court the absolute appellate of the states in all matters. It is only the absolute appellate in which the jurisdiction is in Article 3, Section 2 of the Constitution. Other than that, they have no power, which is why they didn't like it. They were weak, useless. Oh, they can give opinions but they can't really do anything. So Marbury V. Madison occurred and they made up a whole they made up nothing. It wasn't even about the the guy who went there it wasn't even about that.
1: Look, the term the law of the land does not exist in the United States of America. There's Supreme no Law of the Land, sense. yes
4: There's it does. No- yes it does. Yes it does, and you're wrong. Nope. You're wrong. Go look. Look at Article five. Start there. Um, but she made a conscious choice. Yeah. She chose to change her religion and stupidly didn't re- even understand her religion. Obviously she's got no imam or she would have known that she wasn't allowed to serve alcohol. She's just winging it. She just decided to become a Muslim by herself. She doesn't go to any temples or anything. Is it heartbreak time? All right. We got to go. It's the uncooperative radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back.
6: You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there certain voodoo priests who who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats?
1: Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at OperationHomeFront.net.
7: Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal.
3: If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero,
7: you might be a liberal.
3: If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush,
7: you might be a liberal.
3: If your children are channel-surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil HITLER!
7: Uh, you might be a liberal.
3: If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist!
7: You might be a liberal.
3: If you think the United Nations should rule the world...
7: You might be a liberal.
3: If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States
7: of America. You might be a liberal.
3: If you vote for a candidate because they are good looking.
7: You might be liberal. If you think
3: Nancy Pelosi is brilliant.
7: You might be liberal.
3: If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it.
7: You might be liberal.
3: If you're waiting for your topia to begin.
7: You might be a liberal.
3: If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man.
7: You might be a liberal.
3: Lastly, if you name your children, moon, unit, apple, or seven,
7: you might be a liberal.
6: Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh... Evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated, defeated. Let me just say uh, Defeat it. Defeated,
2: defeated. There's no other way. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham. Star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain. Return to Saddles Canyon.
0: You know, Lindsay, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different. Feel different. You know what
1: I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, They send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldier's side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show.
4: Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Okay, enough. Now that we're down with that depressing Islam stuff. Just Islam is evil. It's all you have to know.
1: You do know you're going to get to the fuzzy muzzy report, right?
4: <laughs> I, I do <laughs> That
1: was just a little teaser.
4: All right. This is from conservativetribune.com. Although they are the exception and not the rule, there are good people in Hollywood who actually put their money where their mouths are and take care of those who are taking care of us. Case in point, a conservative actor, Bruce Willis, who recently expressed his gratitude for the brave men and women battling the massive Beaver Creek wildfire in Idaho. Case in point, Willis, who owns property in Idaho, recently arranged for a special catered lunch for more than 450 f firefighters who had been fighting that blaze, and also set up a program to provide drinks and snacks for firefighters fighting other infernos.
1: That's two things I don't like about living out here, out west. Number one is that the, the, the no, the federal government having the federal government having so much land, and all these Hollywood progs buying property out yeah, here. Yeah, you
4: know, yeah, me too. Well, he's not a prog, right? No, he's well, no, he I, no, he's actually not a problem. Yeah, but how
1: conservative is a, a hop someone in Hollywood? Well, I know. You he's, know, he,
4: at least he's conservative for Hollywood. It's Something. Uh, anyway, he did Bruno. That was good. No one knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, Willis released a statement which read, "Like all of my fellow Idaho residents, I want to extend my most sincere and grateful thanks." To the firefighters and first person responders, which include the helicopter and airplane pilots who have been flying for day in and day out, who risk life and limb to battle that horrific Beaver Creek fire in Idaho. You are the men and women who put our lives, who put your lives at risk to protect ours on a daily basis. But it is at moments like these that your heroism comes to the forefront of our nation's consciousness, the statement continued. On behalf of me and my family, please know that there will never be enough words to express our deepest appreciation for your ever-present dedication and bravery. Hat tip, Buzzpo This, this right here is how it's done. The rest of the Hollywood lefties would be wise to take notes, and remember this the next time they want to complain about things. Bruce Willis didn't have anything say anything about the brave men and women fighting the wildfires in Idaho. And even a simple quiet thank you would have been more than acceptable. But Willis chose to go above and beyond showing that he truly cares for the and respects the awesome men and women who are sacrificing their time and sometimes even their lives to help protect the lives and property of others. Alright. Nothing much to say there. Like Bruce Willis. I've liked a lot of stuff he did. I liked uh, you know, when what he's on TV. I thought that show was great. He did a project called Bruno where he he basically put an album of uh, claiming it was it was written in the 60s, and he had a band in the 60s. It, he made all this stuff up, and uh, it was called Bruno, and he went on tour, but, uh, no, that was the, he just wanted to be in a rock band, and he couldn't think of a better way of promoting it than that. Uh, so, he did, and it was good music, too. I gotta say. I still have the album. <laughs> so uh, At least half the people listening to me right now don't know what an album is. All right, down from WesternJournalism.com. According to Dade County, Florida authorities, employees at a local Arby's restaurant refused to serve a police officer based on her profession. Employee Kenny Davenport reportedly told his manager, Angel Mirabel that he did not want to prepare the cop's order. Instead of ensuring Mirabelle... It's... <laughs> Oh, you're kidding me. Instead of ensuring the customer received the order she had already paid for, police say Maribel laughed at her and sided with the anti-cop employee. When the quality of her food, in light of the employee's obvious bias against her, Maribel reportedly refunded her money. It is beyond comprehension and deeply troubling that a business would deny service to a law enforcement officer just for being a law enforcement officer asserted Dade County Police Benevolent Association President John Rivera. The union is staging Dade County, Florida. I know it doesn't say that, but it's where it is. The union is staging a boycott, he explained in a statement this week, asserting that the discrimination against Pembroke Pines Police Sergeant Jennifer Martin was yet another example of the hostile treatment of our brave men and women simply because they were a badge. Arby's released a statement touting its policy of inclusion. Though the company made no promise to fire any of the employees involved, for a number of Twitter users, the response was insufficient. And it was insufficient. There's no excuse for that. You know, I've, I've actually had that happened to me it, when I was working as a medic in the ghetto. Because we, we didn't have a state. We had a station, but we, we didn't, like, all come out of the station. We had to sit on street corners. So we ate, you know, what we had to eat. We ate in fast food places, same in the neighborhood, you know, so all that. And, yes, I, I had someone refuse to serve me, uh, not just because I was EMS, but because I was white. So... She refused to uh, serve Shay Whitey. Oh, well. No bus- no more business for them. Anyway, moving along to the 14th Amendment. I'm going to just, I, I swear, I'm, I want this thing just re- repealed. I'm done with the 14th Amendment. They have got you believing the 14th Amendment's their answer to everything. It is not. This here is from conservativetribune.com. Following the release of presidential candidate Donald Trump's proposed immigration policies, oh, hate to be a wet break, but I just found out myself. I investigated Donald Trump's parents. His mother was an immigrant. Donald Trump is not a natural-born citizen, and therefore I can't vote for him either. The, they're really narrowing the field on me. Everybody's ineligible to be president, and vice president. That's running for president or vice president, except Ben Carson, maybe Scott Walker. I haven't looked into his background, um, and uh, Rand Paul. So those are the only three that are actually el- that are running. That are actually eligible to running. Oh, Perry's running too. I I forgot because I haven't seen hide their hair of him. So, following the release uh, of his immigration policy, a national debate has been sparked regarding the 14th Amendment to the Constitution and the idea of birthright citizenship, which isn't in there. No, It was only created for freed black folk. That's what it was for. And, well, maybe they'll get to it. Uh, Let's see what they have to say first. Um, Many have argued that the 14th Amendment infers automatic citizenship upon any person born within the United States, even if the person's parents are in the country illegally. Now, this is kind of stupid when you think of it, don't you? How, why have a special category called natural-born citizen if it's not special? There's native-born. That's where you at least have one parent who's a citizen when you're born here. That's native-born citizenship. But if both your parents... Or even one of your parents are immigrants. You cannot be president. That's what natural born citizen means. Born of two citizens on U.S. soil. And yes, there are some exceptions to the U.S. soil thing, but that's it. it. It doesn't confer any birthright citizenship on anybody because the parents aren't under the jurisdiction thereof of the United States of America. They are under the jurisdiction of wherever they came from. They came here illegally. Or even if they came here legally, it doesn't matter. Natural born citizen, they didn't want anybody to be president of the United States whose parent was an immigrant. That's it. They were too afraid of them trying to take us over. And by the way, they did try to take us over from within. And they're doing it right now. Um,
1: Yes, Caesar doesn't have alliance uh, allegiance to us. He has allegiance to Kenya. If You le- haven't noticed
4: his allegiance to himself. This has led to the use of the term "anchor babies" to describe such persons, as the citizenship they are granted upon birth acts as an anchor to keep the family from being deported, despite their lack of legal status. And there was enough there was enough discussion of this Fourteenth Amendment. Uh, Bingham in the House and Stevens in his in the Senate, and I don't know, someone else just introduced the third player that supposedly wrote it. I, I have no idea. Senators- the ones that debated it was Bingham and Stevens.
1: Howard. They're saying Howard.
4: Yes, this is the one I'm talking about. Uh, but I didn't see anything by Howard. I didn't see him debating it on the floor. So it was introduced by Stevens in the House and Bingham in, Bingham in the House, Stevens in the Senate, regardless of who wrote it. Okay? It doesn't really matter. But let's just go with this article because I know where it's going. But uh, that simply isn't what was intended by the 14th Amendment, as proven by the words of the very man who authored the amendment in 1866, Michiganistan Senator Jacob M. Howard. Howard explained in writing exactly what the scope of the law was when he introduced it, making it quite clear that it was referring to granting citizenship to the recently freed slaves only, not foreigners or even Native Americans. According to the Federalist Papers Project, Howard wrote in part that every person born within the limits of the United States and subject to the jurisdiction to, I'm sorry, I I started using the word, the actual words from the Constitution. Okay. This is a quote though, that every person born within the limits of the United States and subject to their jurisdiction is by virtue of natural law, a national law a natural law and national law, a citizen of the United States. But, how it continues, this will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreigners, aliens who belong to the families of ambassadors or foreign ministers accredited to the government of the United States, but will include every other class of persons. The 14th Amendment was created to confer citizenship upon only the former slaves who had recently been freed during the Civil War. It was not intended to be make a citizen of any person who just so happened to be born in the U.S. soil to foreign parents in that country, legally or otherwise. Donald Trump is right to call for an end to automatic birthright citizenship for the children of illegal immigrants born in the country, and he has the plainly written intentions of the man who wrote the law for evidence. Man, I should have spent six months researching that if I could have just said that,
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of these stories from your Twitter timeline
4: yes so uh what are, what are you gonna say uh it, honestly if you it's under the jurisdiction thereof throws people so and they don't understand uh notwithstanding either because I didn't I didn't either when I first started. Uh, it means it has no standing, not withstanding, has no standing. It's moot. No, no void. They're gone. It's gone. It's over. Uh, anyway, Donald Trump is not a natural born citizen. Somebody tell him his mother was an immigrant. And sorry, no child of an immigrant can be president of the United States, even though we have had two ineligible presidents that we know of in our time one is barack hussein obama i don't care where he was born his father was not a u.s citizen he is not a natural born citizen he's a native born citizen if he was born in hawaii really
1: yeah because we still don't know that i know we're birthers
4: oh whatever uh i'm sorry yes amber this is called the united states constitution i take it very seriously and if you want a uh understanding of where the where they got the notion of natural born citizen for the constitution. Uh, well, you could listen to PatriotsPub.us, pub. Us, but it's a lot of listening. <laughs>
7: uh,
4: anyway, I, you know I, I can't, no, I was gonna, I was gonna promote Hillsdale's course, but I haven't taken it. So I don't know if it's really something I would recommend. Uh, yeah,
1: but Patriots Pub. Well, you can download that. PatriotsPub.us
4: is free to download. It's my project, and it's just facts. There's no politics there. It's just U.S. history, the Constitution, the founding fathers, just facts. Period. You make up your own mind about it. There is discussion, but that's it.
1: You know, you bring this up all the time with the Fourteenth Amendment.
4: Under the jurisdiction thereof, just it plainly means that the parents had to be under the jurisdiction of the United States of America i e citizens well the thing that now
1: all the so-called conservatives are throwing around is pointing to the um sanctuary cities that though they're they're uh, they're uh what do you call it ignoring federal law federal law is the law of the land no federal law has nothing to do with
4: look it is the supreme law of the land and supreme court has nothing to do with anything <laughs> by the way uh no it uh when they pass it in pursuant to the powers we gave them in the constitution and there are no implied powers we gave them just we gave them and nothing more and that's how it has to go
1: because they were talking about that uh that uh illegal piece of garbage that killed that girl on the pier
4: Oh yeah. yeah okay, they and they were and
1: they were saying, you know, well, they weren't listening to the federal government. Well, they're not supposed to. Well, the actually, states supposed to. Well, listen. nobody
4: knows this except it seems. Uh, um, who's the guy at the Supreme Court? Uh, now, the the conservative court, um, Scalise. It seems only Scalise and I know that the power of immigration was left to the states. The only difference between the two of us is he thinks that's just fine, that the government took that power for itself. Then he's a Supreme Court justice. He's an opinion you want to listen to, really. Oh, it's fine for the national government to take power to itself. And they must feel that way because all the power the Supreme Court has, they stole for themselves too because they don't have it. Article 3, Section 2. It's not that long, but it is slow reading because you've got to Look up the definition of each part of it. And, by the way, a treaty that is properly ratified by the Senate is also the supreme law of the land, the constitutions of the state, and cons- the constitution of the national government notwithstanding. It means it doesn't matter. It's it's superior. It cha- Basically, it amends the constitution.
1: Okay, well, before we go on really quick, I just want to say that Article 1, Section 8 says, um, to establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States, the Congress shall have, it started out, Section 8, the Congress shall have the power. Right. And this is what everybody trips over. They trip over when it says to establish a uniform rule of naturalization.
4: Oh, and nobody knows what naturalization is? That was, uh, uh, Colonel Mason, I believe near the end jumped up and uh brought this up um, what i'm talking about mason and what was i talking about again mm. so, oh uniform rule of uh, naturalization yeah all the states this was this was the problem this is why this is why it's in there all the states had different rules for making their immigrants citizens So some didn't have the same requirements as others. And the ones that had the higher standards got ticked off because they had to recognize the citizenship of every other state in the articles of confederation as well as equal. And so they wanted, they wanted to set uniform rules for making their immigrants citizens. That's what naturalization means. It doesn't mean immigration. Look it up. They still haven't changed the definition yet. I don't think they will, but look it up now uh so and the reason that the whole thing where the, the senate tra- ra- uh, ratifying a treaty amends the constitution gets people infuriated is because they're not focusing on what what happened during the time of the commie's reign what amendment was put in place that changed the nature of the constitution drastically it's the 17th amendment that's right because the state legislatures control the senators So when they ratified a treaty with two thirds, that's the same as two thirds of the states ratifying the treaty because they wouldn't vote for it unless the state told them they could vote for it. Now it's just another political branch and they do whatever the heck they want. And yes, they still have that power because I'm sorry, you didn't amend away that power. You just gave, you just gave away state power that's key to getting the power and getting the balance back in the constitution key is revealing that 17th amendment what
1: i was going to read the <laughs> the 17th amendment the uh senate of the united states because they just they just gave away power that they have no right to give away
4: in there and, yes they did.
1: no no not only in here but what they just did with caesar with Barack obama's about the stupid iran crap
4: oh that that whole yeah no that That's a treaty. Any agreement between the executive and another country is a treaty. And it has to go, it has to get approval of two-thirds of the Senate. And passing legislation does not change that. You cannot legislate power away or power to yourself or power to another branch. The only way to do that is to amend the Constitution.
1: So, in a hypothetical republic, which we have to be now because we're not a republic, if we had the senators back and this Iran deal went and the people like we are are screaming, no, 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 no. We, no.
4: And yes, it has to be. Yes, it's called a treaty. Don't, you don't allow them to rename it. It's not a treaty. It's an agreement. There are no agreements that aren't treaties between countries. It's a, all agreements are treaties and must be approved by the Senate and must be approved by two thirds. No amount of paperwork or. Name changing will change that fact.
1: Okay, so we have all the senators of the states, and now they belong back to the, to the said states.
4: Right, and now the states would have said no, no. To the, to, and they would have never got anywhere near. They wouldn't even got a majority.
1: That's what I was asking.
4: They wouldn't even got a majority, let alone two thirds,
1: because we would have control of our senators again.
4: Right, they they have to do what the what the state tells them to do, or we call them. Correct.
1: See, and now we have no power over any of our representatives, Brian. None.
4: We have we the, the same people. power over the House that we had before. And that hasn't changed really. It's just that we keep electing idiots. Um, you know, I'm warden down with this uh, term limit idea. I don't care. I don't really care if you want term limits. I'll I'll back it up. I don't care. You want term limits? I have term limits because obviously people are not willing to do what it it is required to elect the proper people. And, uh, and they're destroying our country. So, um, that's
1: a change in, in attitude. Definitely.
4: <laughs> yes, it is. It's times change and the experiment is over. We tried it without it. It didn't work. So my, it was argued in convention. There were those that wanted those limits, term limits put on and those that didn't. And I, I sided with the ones that didn't. And back there, back then it was the correct decision. Now it, now it's not the correct decision uh but again we're not going to fix that by doing by sending people to that you can help it can be better it could slow down you might backstep a little bit but you're not going to get back to the constitutional republic without taking it back from the ground up inside your state till your state is in control of like-minded folk who will listen and and not do unconstitutional things and enforce the Constitution. It is not the Supreme Court's judge, job to, sh- there is no judicial review in the Constitution. They don't have the power. Article 3, Section 2 is where you'll find it. They do not have the power. We have the power. Remember that. They don't have any power, but we have the power. We're the final line. But the state's supposed to intercede first. It's supposed to go, first, it's not supposed to get out of the House. Second, it's not supposed to get out of the Senate. Then it should be vetoed by the president. If the president doesn't veto and signs it into law, it becomes the state government's responsibility to nullify. Not allow it to be enforced on their citizens because it is unconstitutional. You can't do... And by the way, anything they're going to do to you individually except for income tax is unconstitutional.
7: Well, and the that's... income
4: tax is unconstitutional because it didn't suspend due process or uh, uh equal protection. So if you have equal protection it, it built into the constitution and that's and it is. Equal protection is built into the constitution. Then how it doesn't say anything in in there about, you know, a progressive income tax or it just says an income tax. Well, You have to treat everybody equal. So whatever that tax is, everybody's got to pay the same percent. And I heard Rand Paul talking about it today. Thankfully, someone brought it up who's running for president, who's eligible. (laughs) Uh, We're not left with much after the eligibility issue. There's no Cruz, no Jindal, no Trump. No Rubio. No Rubio. Uh, All of them are just... Not going to be voted by me or anybody else who understands the Constitution. Not going to happen. We're not going to have our vote attached to uh, having a usurper be elected president of the United States again. Chester A. Arthur was the first one, if you'd like to know. And if you follow that story, you'll it'll make sense now what I'm telling you. Why, if he only had to be born of one citizen, why is it Chester A. Arthur went through such great lengths to hide the fact that his the other parent was an immigrant he was born of one citizen he was born here but he couldn't be president and he knew that and he hid the fact that his other parent was an immigrant and it was in a very complicated it was amazing really i mean it was like it was like the obamanist people getting rid of stuff and wiping things out on the internet he he went to great lengths to hide it it came out at at long after his presidency he was in fact not a legal president and frankly everything he signed into law is void just as soon as we come to our senses and get back to the constitution because if he wasn't eligible to be president then he couldn't sign anything into law and everything he signed into law is void this goes for doofus and caesar up there too he's not a natural born citizen every law he signed is void
1: every executive order everything
4: well, yeah, executive orders aren't supposed to have any power over us at all. That's just supposed to be interdepartmental memos. It's because they built up this executive branch, all this unconstitutional bureaucracies that they were never allowed to create in the first place. So there's your problem. Once you go awry to the Constitution, that's troubled waters, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to hit a rocky shoal that's uh you need to stick with the constitution and you need to know the real meaning because there are people out there with phds in constitutional law that uh, that don't understand the constitution that think barbary v madison was brilliant because they're attorneys and you know the courts have to have power i'm sorry i'm gonna turn i'm gonna overturn 200 years of jurisprudence
1: yes we are
4: oh big time yeah
1: betcha Hey, before we go on to the Fuzzy Muzzy Report, I just want to...
4: you got to play a song anyway. I
1: know. I just wanted to bring something up real quick. This case with the clerk, this is why it's so important for us to get our states back. Because if her state was really, if they had a good grip on the state, the governor wouldn't, in a
4: heartbeat, send the
1: sheriffs out and tell the marshals, get your hands off of her.
4: Nope. You're jumping way too far ahead. How do you figure that? It's a federal judge. He would have never heard the case. It ends at the Supreme Court of your state. I told you, the federal government is not an appellate court. It is not. I know they they made them, but that's not their job. It never was supposed to be their job. And it's still not their job, but they're doing it anyway, and we're letting them, and that's the problem. We have to not let them. We have to not follow the orders, not listen to them, not go to court... I'm going to appeal this card. Well, go by yourself. I ain't going there. We're done. Why are it a state card I won. You lose. You can appeal to whoever the heck you want. I don't care. I'm not leaving the state. And you're not going to be able to enforce anything from the federal judges in my state. So, you know, you get to go. You get to tell them nanny nanny poo poo. <laughs> just,
1: Before we get on to this, because I don't want you to start and then have to fin- stop.
4: I was going to do that. No, too soon. All right, we'll go to a break. This is the Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back.
2: We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile.
0: Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh, my. You might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to.
5: Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery.
6: Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe
1: you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo.
5: Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's
0: 800-368-6704. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Do you use Viagra or Cialis?
5: Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 Four nine one six eight eight hundred seven six four nine one six eight. that's eight hundred seven six four ninety one sixty eight.
4: Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. All right. uh, She's got to press a button already. We just got back. Let me read this first. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you're listening, you probably know where to listen to the show. But if you like other options, you you could just do a search for Uncooperative Radio, and believe me, it will pop up all over the place. But... Specifically, our shows are rebroadcast on redstatetalkradio.com and through redstatetalkradio.com, uh, in tune in. So, in other words, when my show's on, then I appear in tune in automatically. So, our show's broad, rebroadcast in studio A, Tuesday, 5 p.m. and Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. The 24-7 listener line, free of charge, just regular phone call, 605-562-4209, 605-562-4209. Studio B, we're rebroadcasting on Sunday at 12 a.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and Friday 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's 24-7. to listener line is 518 518- 712 0045 that's 518 712 0045 you can also find us on talk show uh and you can uh listen to us live and download all our shows at UncooperativeRadio.com.
1: and always have a pen and paper handy
4: this show's full of information folks <laughs> all right push the button
2: And now from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan. The good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts, Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final poll, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone, thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, burka Barbie.
4: Okay, burka Barbie. I love that. All right, it's time for the Fuzzy Buzzy Report from cnsnews.com. The terror threat snapshot for August 2015 released by the majority staff of the House Homeland Security Committee states the terror threat level in America is high and getting steadily worse and that there have been more U.S.-based jihadist terror cases in 2015 than in any full year since 9-11. The terror threat snapshot also reported that the Islamic State is fueling the Islamic terror globally, that Islamist terrorists, Muslim terrorists, are intent on killing law enforcement officers and U.S. troops as well as civilians, and that 25,000 fighters from 100 countries have traveled to Syria and Iraq to join the Islamic State. In addition, more than 250 Americans have traveled, or attempted to travel, to Syria to fight with the Islamists. They're Muslims. Cut it out. I'm not going this touchy PC crap. There's no, no special word to segregate them, one muzzy from another. They are following their religion to a T. They are the real Muslims, not the ones that say they're not going to do violence. Uh, they're lying to you anyway. Takiyah, baby. Takiyah. The terror threat level in the U.S. homeland is high, and the situation is getting steadily worse, said the report. There have been more U.S. They just, you double, ugh. In, uh, two, sorry, it was double posted, I guess. In 2015 so far, there have been 30 U.S.-based jihadist cases. The committee informed cnsnews.com. In 2001, after September 11 attacks, there were only two U.S.-based jihadist cases uncovered that year, the committee said. One of those cases involved Jose Padilla, also known as Abdullah al-Muhajjah. Muhajjah, sorry. Why am I sorry? I don't care what his name is. Um, <laughs> a U.S. citizen convicted on multiple counts of cri- criminal conspiracy related to jihadist terrorism. The second case was the Portland Seven, a group of American Muslims who were attempting to join Al Qaeda, but were thwarted by the FBI. For the August 2015 terror threat snapshot, the majority staff of the Homeland Security Committee reported that in July alone, a terrorist murdered U.S. service members in Chattanooga and authorities arrested extremists seeking to live, seeking to live stream a terrorist attack on a college campus and plan to kill U.S. vacationers on the beaches of Florida. The number of U.S. terrorist cases involving homegrown violent jihadists has gone from 38 in July 2010 to 122 today, a threefold increase in just five years, reads the snapshot. For those 122 cases, 80% of them have occurred or been disrupted since 2009, said the report. Authorities have arrested or charged at least 48 individuals in the United States this year, 63 since 2014, in ISIS-related cases. The cases involve individuals plotting attacks, attempting to travel to join ISIS overseas, sending money, equipment, and weapons to terrorists, falsifying statements to federal authorities, and failing to report a felony. On July 29, for instance, Arafat Nagi was arrested after he attempted to travel from New York to join the Islamic State. Why don't you let them join the Islamic State but not come back? One-way ticket. On july sixteenth, Yosef Abdulaziz attacked two God bless you, attacked two military facilities in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and killed four Marines and a Navy sailor. Yes, our bases are gun free zones with guards. The snapshot further reported that since early twenty fourteen there have been fifty five planned or executed ISIS linked terror plots against Western targets, including fourteen inside the United States. In addition, there have been nearly twice as many ISIS-linked plots against Western targets in the first seven months of the year. Thirty-five. than in all of 2014, reported the committee. Yes, we've let Islam into our country, and uh, now we're going to suffer for it. And let's just keep bringing them in, all the refugees. They aren't Christians. Nope, nope, leaving the Christians to die. No, they're all fuzzy muzzy terrorists that be brought over here. Soon as they feel strong enough, you'll see what I'm talking about. They their game change will their their game will change. It will it won't be like oh oh protect us from all these other uh, people that are attacking us because of our religion. It's it, read the Quran, it's exactly what they did from the beginning. They get people to take them into their their city and protect them until they're strong enough to take them over, and then here comes the violence. Yes, a, uh, uh, any Muzzy who's not violent right now is, is just a potential waiting to happen. It's sort of like a bomb that hasn't, you haven't lit the fuse yet. Anyway, oh, this is Islamophobic. I have a a very rational fear of Islam, not irrational, sorry. From Fox News, a new assault rifle being manufactured in central Florida has drawn fire after the gunmaker branded it the Crusader and said it was designed to never be used by Muslim terrorists. Spikes Tactical in Apopka, that's Florida too. We're just in Florida today. Spikes Tactical in Apopka etched its new... $1,395 AR-15 with a Bible verse that says Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war my fingers for battle My Fox Orlando reported Company spokesman Ben Thomas a former Navy SEAL said the scripture is something of an insurance policy to keep it out of the hands of terrorists The idea came to him during the weapons development at the time, the U.S. government was preparing to arm rebel groups in Syria. When you make a rifle, you have to understand that it could be used for ill deeds if it got in the wrong hands, Thomas told the station. The gun went on sale this week and was quickly denounced by the Council on American-Islamic Relations of Florida, according to my Fox Atlanta. Who gives a crap what those apologists have to say? They're lying pieces of crap. Nobody should even listen to them.
1: Why do they have, in every state, a chapter of this? Because
4: <laughs> These... they have muzzies in almost every state. And it's not in every state. There's none in Montana yet. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. There's yes. no care, Montana.
1: No, there's no care, but there's muzzies. They're bringing them in for the tech, M-tech.
4: I, I, like I said, I don't know anything about it.
1: Your daughter rented out a room to we a muzzle. We never
4: confirmed that he was a muzzler. I did. You just said you think he's a Muslim. That doesn't mean anything. All Arabs look alike, whether they're Muslims or not.
1: They're Muslims. Even Patty said from the, the my laundry lady, she said they're Muslims. Well, they're- then why
4: you to, to complain to your government about it? Have, I did. You, Have you called your governor and said, hey, why do we have Muslims in impact? I did.
1: I sent a letter, and I get a form letter back.
4: Yeah, of course. I didn't, I didn't even get that last time.
1: What? That you contacted him?
4: I've, I've contacted uh my elected cockroaches a couple times here. Uh, I usually catch them at home when they're off from Washington, D.C. How do you get their number? And then uh, the local ones are the ones you have to hammer for this anyway. How did I get the number? I, I went online. <laughs> it's easy.
1: I can't believe that they would give out their personal home phone.
4: They do They because they use their house as their, um, as their office when they're not in Washington. They don't. They don't buy special, they don't pay for special offices. You know, they probably get a huge tax break by using their house as their political office. Maybe they don't have, maybe they don't even have to pay any because they're doing that. I don't know. We should ask the tax lady.
1: <laughs> the tax lady.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I, I like the, I like the concept. There was another, there was a site manufacturer that did the same thing, put a script. It was actually one of the Psalms. Uh, on very small on the, on the casing. And eventually someone saw it and complained and they had to remove all those scopes.
1: I remember that. And that was by a couple all of new years scopes. Ago. There was
4: nothing wrong with those scopes. They were excellent scopes and they had to take them and play. Oh, we can't have any. That'll offend the Muslims. It's a rifle. Let it offend the Muslims. It's supposed to. They used to only. Right. They respond to the sword. Now it's all they respond to is the rifle. And I love it's called the Crusader. And I love it has a scripture on it. And if I had $1,500 right now, I'd buy it. I know that's a little more than it said, but you got shipping. And then you've got to pay the gun dealer to accept it, run the background check for you. That's so more like $1,500. <clears throat> all right. Um, Sadly, this manufacturer's fancy new gun won't do anything to stop the real threat in America, the escalating problem of gun violence. The council told the station, this is just another shameful marketing ploy intended to profit from promotion of hatred, division, and violence. Arr! Well, we've got to profit from something. (laughs) Uh, Look. Guns are our friend. These idiots, they, they think guns are the problem. I'm telling you right now, if you would have armed... All the people in the ghetto before all this nonsense had happened, just armed them <laughs> have the police leave. Uh, they'd straighten things out in short time,
1: you know, because
4: the honest people wouldn't be outnumbered, outgunned by the evil people.
1: Okay, I want now to- the
4: evil people are outnumbered, outnumbered by the citizens. See, works great.
1: Now I want you to go back in time because you, when it comes to certain facts, you have a much better memory and are more informed than I am to the riots that happened in California. I forget the name of the...
4: The Watts riots?
1: Was that, that in... was... Or what... No, the king, it begins with oh, king. No, and... I
4: know, the guy that... Uh... I'm trying to remember, the guy got beaten to death. And, uh, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: and then they had riots, and then you were t- um, talking about people arming I can't themselves. remember that
4: guy's name, but yeah, because of that, they they didn't get the verdict they wanted, and they rioted, and,
1: but in California, believe it or not, back then, there was still people that had guns. Well, it wasn't as nat- nutty crazy as it was in the nap.
4: 60s. Look at, look at shows about the 60s watch riots and you'll see there were white people living in, you know, poor white people living in with the black people. And what did they do? They armed themselves. They had guns and they, they went out in the street. They didn't, you know, they defended and good for them. And I said, good for the Koreans too. The, the riots in New York City and, uh, they're going after the Korean delis because they hate the Koreans. The Koreans all like guns. They started shooting them down in the streets. It was awesome. Yes, it was. I'm sorry. That is a riot. That is a violent act. That is not a peaceful protest. Sorry, sorry to break it to you.
1: And now, with all that's going on before, because we, we're talking about guns and riots, the reason that this is happening is because we don't have. We are not arming ourselves anymore. Right, and no, they got even? you
4: convinced that guns are evil and you're afraid of them. If you have them in the house, you're going to kill yourself or your I loved don't... ones. Like, oh, you know, people who have guns in their house, they're X amount of times more likely to kill a loved one than any than a criminal. The junk statistics. That's bull. Plain and simple. Uh, what they're doing is taking suicides because men tend to use guns for suicide uh so so that's that see you your loved one yourself or somebody else uh that's their ploy there's there isn't a whole bunch of people shooting their loved ones out there there are stories every day about people using guns there was just an 11 year old kid who thankfully used a gun to protect his parents guns are a credible tool and everyone should have one no, to tell you the truth, an armed society is a polite society. You'll find out that real quick. Well, anyone who carries a gun knows because you change after you start carrying a gun. You you become much more aware of your surroundings. You try and stay away from trouble because you don't want to have to use it. And uh, you know, I'd rather never shoot the thing. It costs money, but you got to have it for insurance. And if everybody had it, you would be very polite. Because you knew everybody had a gun, and you really don't want to piss off a guy with a gun, right? Yeah, so that road rage and all that stuff kind of gets put in its place if you you don't want to die. If you're just a freak who blows up all the time at road rage, you'd be shot, dead, and then, you know, same problem fixed. Either way, the problem's fixed.
1: Well, again, when I'm talking about all these, when you just brought it up too, all these refugees that we're bringing into our country— what happens when a fuzzy-muzzy moves next door to you and your family and decides to go all machete on you? Because they don't have to use a gun. There's so many different weapons out there. And actually, they MS-13 prefer. MS-13
4: prefers it. I was going to say that. I prefer. That's their, that's their actual calling card. Marisutra 13. They use machetes.
1: It still is amazing to me that you would allow your child to sit in a classroom next to a piece of crap, brown piece of crap that's covered amazed. in tattoos.
4: I'm amazed they uh, that they... I'm actually sickened that anybody puts their kids into those indoctrination centers. Those places are just child abuse. Enough already! Get your kid out of there. Look, I I'll help you anywhere I can. I looked up I'll look up more online stuff for you. I bet there's more stuff online now than there was last time I did it. Uh, we should, we want to do interviews with a whole bunch of people, and because of the computer situation, we can't do it right now. So. Um, So if you're listening and you're you're on the list, we didn't forget about you. We just got to get this computer situation straightened out because this Pentium 4 is too slow. (laughs) I mean, uh, and it doesn't have enough memory, but I got that fixed. Supposedly, it should leave Tuesday. More memory, so it might allow it to run the browser better. Right now, I can't really surf the internet even with this.
1: Well, and you have decided on the Raspberry Pi. Because you kept going back and forth back and Well, <laughs> because
4: either way, I wanted the Raspberry Pi as a dedicated media center for, for watching TV off the internet like we do in movies. Um, but at the beginning, I wanted it to also be my computer. So it's going to do double duty, and I'll let you know how good that works out. It is incredibly cheap, I just got to put it together. 69 bucks. <laughs> it's- uh, I'll let you know if it, how good it. This is the new Raspberry Pi Two B, the newest one. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm pretty excited about it actually because it's. I like inexpensive things. If I, if if they can make that computer fast enough to do just my surfing and audio editing, uh, I'd I'd be in Raspberry Pi heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and if fits in your pocket. You can carry it around with you.
1: I can't wait to see this thing because it's, I can't even imagine it in my head <laughs> what it, it looks like. It's just a little,
4: little bitty thing. It's, <laughs> and it's got, uh, you know, simple clear case. And the new one has four USB ports, though. So that's important. Wow. Faster processor, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, So, we'll, you know, it, the thing I got, it says it, it comes with instructions, too. It is the basis to build a media center, XB. MC, to be precise, and so I'm, i really kind of, I'm kind of stoked about it. I, I, I want computers to be free, like this, cheap for people to buy it. I don't want the government giving computers to poor people. I want poor people to buy their own. <laughs> I gotta go to a break. It's the Unquab Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs>
2: The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the Internet. Tune tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular Internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com
0: Built this city, you didn't build that, we built this city on rock
3: and roll, we built this
0: city, you didn't build that, we built this city on
2: rock and roll, that's the reason I'm running for president, because I still believe
5: in that idea, you didn't build that,
0: you didn't build that. Welcome to the Red Steak Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right?
6: They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar?
0: Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with
3: it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right?
7: Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling.
3: Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet?
7: Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant.
2: Obama can.
3: Yes, we can.
2: Obama can.
3: Yes, we can. Who can make the sun rise? make the sun Promise you the moon. Promise you the moon.
6: Cover you with health care and a miracle or two. Obama can. Obama can. Oh, Obama can
3: man!
6: Obama can man! Obama can man! The cheering and waving and the level of excitement, what that reminded me of was our trip to Africa um, two years ago. Uh, And the level of excitement that we felt in that country, the hope that people saw just in the sheer presence of somebody like Barack Obama. Opinion a, a black man, a man of great statesmanship, who they believe could change the fate of the world.
5: I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. But the private sector is doing fine.
0: President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under 8% has not yet been realized. Forty consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Uh, The private sector is doing fine.
7: The recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers.
5: Uh, The private sector is doing fine.
7: It's the weakest recovery we've ever
5: had. Uh, The private sector is doing fine.
6: But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend 17 million dollars a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value.
2: The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the Internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular Internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com
6: We are committed to all people. We do believe you can use government in a a good way. Government is
0: the only thing that we all belong to. We're different churches, different clubs, but we're together as a part of our city or our county or our state and our nation.
4: Back to the uncooperative radio show. Yes, I'm in a hurry to get back. Uh, sorry about the uh, my sniffles, but I have a science problem. Mm. All okay. right, so back to uh, the the uh, the rifle that somebody's afraid of because I'll, it won't stop anything to stop gun violence. Well. Yes, it will. If someone ever gets on the wrong side of the person holding it.
1: The only escalating gun violence that's happening right now is that every day a police officer is getting shot by black people.
4: Daily. That's
1: it. That's the escalating gun violence. The second escalating gun violence is going to happen when Brian said, when the Muzzies start feeling that they have a superior force against us and come after us.
4: Oh, and they will. Or if just, crap hits the fan and the whole economy tanks there's going to be lots of chaos and looting and violence and you need to be prepared and if you are prepared you need to be able to defend your stores too that people will come and steal from you
1: or your neighbor
4: i'm I'm not ruling out neighbors we have horrible neighbors up here
1: well i know but i'm talking if you have live in a nice neighborhood and you have nice neighbors and you know, everybody get together.
4: Well, that that will happen. Uh, communities will come together to defend itself, but only in places where there's people with guns. In those li- Tard packed places, you know, where they all walk all over each other, there's no guns. There's no guns in New York. Not enough, not that'll make any difference.
1: You know, I have a question for you since we're talking about fuzzy muzzies. This is really blows my mind. Everybody in Europe is scrambling to take in these so-called refugees instead of scrambling to get together and bomb the crap out of ISIS so that there is no refugees. No, they
4: are not. Sc- they don't want them any more than we don't want them. It's it is the EU and the UN that's pushing it.
1: And why are they not pushing the annihilation of ISIS? Why are they allowing this to keep going on and on and on? Maybe they
4: believe uh, Islamic Caliphate will bring about peace. They're idiots in the UN. Who knows what they're thinking about? They're, they're just doofus. Uh just yakety-yak. bunch of tyrannical pieces of crap all sitting around acting like they're important. That's that's the United Nations. You want that to run us, really? Because that's part of the that's going to be part of the new world order. It's the United Nations going to be government. You really want that? No, it, it still won't cause peace in our time because, uh, I'm sorry, we're humans and there's always going to be...
1: No, what it's doing is it's causing pieces in our time. Whole countries are being ripped apart.
4: Oh, there's all kinds of stuff that's going... It's, You know, it's starting to feel like... I know it sounds really strange. I don't like to talk about this stuff at all. It feels like it's the end times it really just does it, everything's come on at us all at once and it's getting worse by the day evil's just blatantly not even hiding anymore that i'm evil and i'm proud of it worship lucifer and i'm proud of it i'm a politician and i'm a crook and i'm proud of it so uh <clears throat> where was i Company spokesman Ben Thomas, a former Navy SEAL, said the scripture is something of an insurance policy to keep out of the hands of terrorists. I know. But I I had to read that again. He, uh, at the time the U.S. government was preparing to arm rebel groups in Syria. So he didn't want it to get into Muzzy's hands. Uh, He put a Christian name on it and a Christian Bible verse so that no Muzzy will pick it up if they see it there. They won't they won't use it, so that's that's exactly does what he wants it to do. I don't know what they're talking about. Sadly, this manufacturer's new gun won't save you from anything. Well, yes, it will. Like I said, if you get on the wrong end of that gun, it'll 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 stop you.
1: Well, it's like what you were talking about using pig flesh.
4: Oh yeah, well I mean, I, we really need to start. Someone doing that. made a comment on on this on my Twitter feed actually, and I said, oh. Um, don't forget we're coating all our bullets in pig fat oh yep you kill them with that they don't go to heaven that's their belief so scare the living crap out of them just start shooting them pork covered bullets I'm telling you you, this is how you have to treat these people they only understand strength that's it they take advantage of weakness all the time all through history where they existed, always, since their very beginning. It was started by a murderous bandit, frankly. He had a lot more worse stuff than that, but when he started, he was just a bandit. He, He worked his way up to the other atrocities. Thomas defended the Crusaders, saying it would take a weapon with scripture etched on its side into battle and that the gun is not meant to be racist. Islam is not a race. Muslim is not a race. So, sorry. Most Muslims are Arabs over here. Most are Black Americans because they buy they buy into this religion of the Black man nonsense. Um, This does not, despite what they showed the stupid uh, jail show where the guys, this real violent killer, switches to Islam, becomes a, a force for peace in the jail, the prison. What a bunch of crap. that's not not how it happens Uh, no Uh, Islam does not teach you to be passive, uh, turn the other cheek none of that, it's just not in there it was created by a someone who was an emperor, who was going around trying to conquer the world the goal of Islam is still to control the whole world this is their stated goal kill all the infidels and Jews Take over the world, and then after the bloodshed, there'll be there'll be peace.
1: Okay, I have another question for you on this topic.
4: Oh, no. I like the gun. I'm taking it into battle. <laughs> I don't care if it was racist. It isn't, though, but I would care if it was. If I'm going to fight an enemy, I'll do anything, including be bigoted against them, to get my point across, which is leave me alone.
1: So... This They're like conquering all over the place, ISIS. How far did they have to go till the Crusades were launched on them? And yes, they were launched on them because they were evading. But I'm saying geographically where we're at right now.
4: Cordova, Spain is when they... That is what kicked off the Crusades. It was the last straw when they invaded and conquered Spain up to the point of the Cordova Mo- Mosque that's there. That's what they do. They put Masa up everywhere they're victorious, and they destroy any other religious anything or, or anything to do with anything to say that before Islam, something was better than Islam. Because everything was better than Islam even before Islam. Period. Middle East was better before Islam. Well, they're
1: destroying everything in that, their path.
4: It's, it's what it does. It is the real religion of Lucifer. Obviously. It's patently obvious to me. That this is, it was Lucifer who was talking to Mohammed in his addled state or doing mushrooms. I don't know. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, judge a tree by its fruits, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Christianity? Show of hands for all the atrocities currently being done by Christians? I don't want to hear about the past. We're not living in 6th century. Today, what are the Christians doing? Dying! That's what they're doing. Because why? Because a pacifist. Why? I don't know. Jesus wasn't a pacifist. He was not a pacifist. He never called for pacifism. He said turn the other cheek. He did say bend up and take it up the backside. It's a difference when you a perceived slight smacks you in the face while, you know, you don't have to react to it. But if they keep slapping you in the face, you might want to do something about it. Duck, block. I... But, uh, just stand there and let your head get cut off doesn't work for me. Um, uh, and it, it, again, nev- Jesus never said that ever, and he never intended that ever. Heck, he lost his temper in the, in the temple when the tax collectors were collecting their taxes in the temple. It drove him insane. He lost his mind. He tossed them all out, destroyed. They'll throw all the tables all over the place. Uh, doesn't seem like a pacifist. I'm just saying. The scripture is etched on one side of the magazine. Etched on the other is a symbol of a cross that dates from the Crusades of the Middle Ages. And I did tell you it was Cordova, Spain that kicked it off. Yep. That is why they wanted to name the mosque that they were putting at at Ground Zero. Yes, it is at Ground Zero. The landing gear from the plane, one of the planes, landed on the roof and crashed through it that is an actual spot where a piece of the plane actually hit and they wanted to call it the godover mine why because it's a victory mosque they play and they let them build it they planted a cultural center it's a it's a mosque on ground zero to ...to actually celebrate the fact that they did it. Do you know how many people protested that, Brian? Oh, I know. And rose up and was screaming
1: from the mountaintops? You know, the first thing that thing... <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Because they're not listening to We The People, Brian. Nobody is.
4: No, they seem to listen to judges. Old farts in black robes. Activists in black robes, really, uh, is the truth. From the beginning, though, this is nothing new. This the way they're behaving is just like the Federalists. No, no, there was a political party called the Federalists. There was not a political party called the Anti-Federalists. So someone called on my show. I lost my mind. He just kept kept repeating it. The Anti-Federalist Party. I'm like, excuse me, there was no Anti-Federalist Party. Those were those were pamphleteers.
1: Not on this show. We don't take callers. <laughs> No <laughs> no, it was another show when you want to use no it was
4: with, um, with Loki uh no, actually, it was with Matt uh yeah, it was with Matt on Saturday. i I lost it I was screaming however I couldn't take him talking over me anymore. Just kept repeating the stupidity the The party that ran against the Federalist Party, which was created by defunct, i guess uh, what was called the Republican party. No, not the Jeffersonian Republic Party. Not the Democratic hyphen Republic Party. Just the Republic Party. It was they call themselves Republicans, and that's all they ever call themselves those Republicans. Uh, not hyphenated Republicans, just Republicans. Why do the, the history teachers that? Because they think you're stupid. That's why. they they don't teach real history they teach the history they want you to understand which is going to turn you into someone that hates the country anyway he quotes we didn't say no Muslims he said Uh, Muslims not a race that does not make it not racist because you didn't say Muslim the scripture is etched on one side of the magazine and uh, the crusade cross on the other Thomas told the Orlando Sentinel the company's owners did not intend to insult or antagonize Muslims. Yes, she did. Hey, he told the paper, the owners believe America and much of the world is threatened by Islamic terrorism and the weapon is a symbol of shared Christian values and the right to defend themselves. Thomas also told the paper, the safety selector that controls the Crusader's trigger has three settings. Peace, war, and God wills it.
1: Now we were talking about this. I
4: I like the attitude. I like the God. Of course you did. You put it on there so no Muslim would ever use it. You're who said that. So you did put it there to off put Muslims. So why are you denying it? Of course you did. Everything about it's designed so the Muslim won't use it. That's how you started the whole argument. It's good. You're right. Stop hiding behind political correctness. Be bold. You made a bold choice when you built the gun. Now back it up with words. Now one, one, I like peace, war, and God wills it, though. The, I'm trying to think.
1: Right, this it's is what not, we were talking about yesterday.
4: Since it's got a three position I would say it's safe, and then semi-automatic, and then three-round burst. That's the only reason it would have three positions, or a full automatic, which, uh, which you know nobody can afford to own anymore, really, except really rich people. Um, so yeah, that gets so a three, a three round burst is, does not, it gets, it's a loophole in the law that allows them to do that. One trigger pulls, three shot, let's go off. Um, it's been like that for a while. I'm glad they haven't found it. Just like I, I was hoping they wouldn't find the citizens marksmanship program where everybody gets, uh, really inexpensive. What are they? M, M4, M1? I'm trying to remember the heel. The old three thirty out six wooden rifle that we used in uh, World War Two, uh, they give them as part of a government program. Believe it or not, uh, you get it like a ridiculously reduced rates if you're if you can say that you are in the program. In other words, you have to be using the marksmanship program, shooting, competing. Yes,
1: because back in the day. Our elected they, cockroaches wanted us to be armed.
4: They don't know. They wanted to not only be armed. They wanted us to be
1: proficient. shots,
4: proficient shots before we ever entered the military because you can't teach that in a short period of time.
1: Right. They wanted to be get ahead of the curb. Yeah. Well, Take less Southerners time.
4: Southerners down southeast, <laughs> like for instance, Southerners, they have a gun in their hand since they're who, a kid. Who I mean, they, they go out and hunt squirrels for food uh, with, a, with a gun when they're a child. So you know they they grow with the gun. You can't replace that having the gun with using it all the time. Uh,
1: Who got rid of that program?
4: I thought was it with Obama. I I thought of Bush. Um, I didn't say they got rid of the program. I just said I don't know if they got rid of the program. Something right. I think something I read. I think they did or they were going to. I don't know. There was some discussion about it. But that's bad enough because if they even realize it exists, they'll want to get rid of it. Uh, Because, you know, you can't give cheap guns to people that can actually shoot straight.
1: I hate to tell these fuzzy muzzies, too, before we move on, that uh, there's a large, large amount of women, a big amount of women that own firearms and know how to shoot. Muzzies hate that. They don't want to be killed by a woman.
4: Oh, well. It really won't matter. They're going to hell anyway. There's no such thing as a good Muslim. The only good Muslim is dead Muslim. And I mean that wholeheartedly. We've been fighting them since the beginning of our country. We had two wars. With
1: oh, them. I gotta tell you. We're never gonna get off the subject. But now we've really... had,
4: what, three more wars yep, over there? Yep. Yep. It's ridiculous. It, they're never going to stop. It's always going to be the same because this is what the religion is.
1: Oh, and Brian Kilney, I can't believe they even put this out as part of one of his uh, sound bites. Um, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington never had any friends that were Muslims. No, I cannot believe he said that came out of There's his. Not ma- even any. They recorded- knew good Muslims. No, they did not. No, they there didn't. was no Muslims in our country ever. No. Obama.
4: No, because they had. They weren't running away from religious persecution. They had their religion in the Middle East, Islam, and they were—they did exactly what they do now. They're hijacking ships and taking people, slaving them—all the same behavior. It's—it's it's enough already. The only good Muslim is a dead Muslim. I'm sorry, that's it. Get rid of Islam altogether. That's the—that's the only answer. Purge the world of it. Anytime someone pops up and says Islam, bam, smack him again. Nope. <laughs> Just don't let it even start. Nope. It's not going to happen. You start you start following Mohammed, we're going to have to shoot you. <laughs> All right. Moving on to health busters. Dun, 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 dun.
1: We finally got to it.
4: From nerdwallet.com.
1: Now, this is really important, so don't blow by, because this is near and dear to our heart. When he says the first word, I'll tell you why. Hmm. Soda. Our children drink tons of the stuff. They do not drink water. They do not. We didn't raise them. I didn't raise my my stepdaughter. That's all they drink.
4: We'll be along. <laughs> and it's soda pop if you want to why some places call it pop and some places call it soda like up north it's soda down south on the east coast it's pop uh, but the whole word was soda pop when, I, I don't know why what, the south chooses a different word to, to to take on than the north but that's what happened uh, just, just in case you ever hear if you ask someone for a soda and they look at you funny when you're in someplace else, just go soda pop. So, soda has been a big part of American pop culture since the 1800s when it was first marketed as a brain tonic to invigorate the system and cure headaches. It tasted good too, and the popularity of soft drinks grew until the late 1990s when studies revealed that a third of Americans were obese and another third were overweight. Who decides overweight? I'm telling you, I'm overweight, but, but I can't lose. <laughs> I can't lose a lot. I, I already know I'm skinny at 255 for me. Sure. And that's overweight. See these based on height. Base, now I know, now you've got to go in and do the caliper thing and get your fat pinched so you can measure your body fat. What a pain. Uh, look, there are no one size fits all human. Uh, Every time someone comes up with a one-size-fits-all, everything, just ignore it. Much of the blame fell on sugar-sweetened beverages such as full-calorie Coke and Pepsi that offer only sugar. That is not true. If they had sugar in Coke and Pepsi, I would drink it. I cannot drink Coke or Pepsi because they use corn syrup. And yes, I can tell the difference. I don't like to taste the corn syrup. I like to taste the sugar. So when they had the, you remember, uh, uh, what was the name of that soda? It was all the caffeine, twi- all the sugar and twice the caffeine. Uh, that was their motto. And, uh, I loved it. I just, I, when I was on the ambulance, I always would take, drink at least one of those a day. Uh, but better now they have the energy drinks. That, that's kind of like what that was, but better it was, it was just natural. Instead of having corn syrup and all this other nonsense in it. Um, but you know, they have that soda stream now. And no, I'm not getting paid to come a commercial. I just have I, I have a neighbor who is my friend who has one. And you know, it's really handy. You can make your own soda. Just make sure that the syrup you get isn't corn syrup. Otherwise it'll be just as horrible as the stuff in the store. Uh, Pepsi that offered only sugar, caffeine, and flavoring. As America's waistlines expanded and news coverage of the obesity epidemic surged, consumers got the message and started to reduce calories, including those from soda. Sure, and then you do what I do, but since I have soda so very rarely, it doesn't matter. I drink diet. Or root beer. I can take, I can drink root beer with quite syrup in it, but I can't, A&W, but I can't Coke. Um... And by the way, Coke syrup. You, I don't know if you can still get that in pharmacies. What the original Coke was made out of. Coke syrup was it was actually something you took. Uh, what, what would you take it for now? Up, stomach? upset stomach. Yeah, upset stomach. Coke syrup. And uh, you used to be able to buy it about ten or twenty years ago. I don't know if you still can. But that's actually it helps. It actually helps with that. So if you make your soda out of that then it would be soda and medicine like they're saying so caffeine and sugar aren't the only problems some have with soft drinks many other ingredients in soda have come under scrutiny such as additives that give soda its color that some experts say may cause cancer about 70 percent of america everything can cause cancer about 70 percent of americans drink sugar sweetened soda on a regular a daily basis or the rest of them are drinking the stuff with uh, the artificial sweetener. That's not good for you either. But if you drink a lot of it, it's okay if you have an occasional soda. But not if you're gonna drink it every day. Um, they. I, have... I don't drink soda at all. We don't. I just don't.
1: Well, and our neighbors drink have. Drink wine
4: a... though. Red wine is good for you.
1: Our neighbors have a uh, soda machine, you know, soda maker.
4: We already discussed that.
1: Oh, okay, good.
4: See, she, she hasn't learned how to listen to the show when she's not in the room.
1: Uh, and it did help me when I had my... my, my uh, You could
4: have called the listener line now and you could listen to the show and see what's going on in the stream.
1: Yeah, but it's not us.
4: When we're on it is.
1: No, it's not.
4: <laughs> okay. That's why you That's say right. we're broadcasting. Right. I know. <laughs> I'm just being playful. Anyway... Uh, On a daily basis, about 58% of Americans drink soda less often, but regularly. If you're one of them, we'll bust some myths about this sugary beverage. Myth. A mini can of soda is a healthy snack. Before this idea gets too entrenched, let's debunk it now. A recent Coca-Cola ad campaign includes professional dietitians, paid by the company promoting the soft drink as a healthy snack. While a can of soda here or there won't ruin your health, no variety of soda is healthy because there's no nutritional benefit to drinking it. Aha! Wrong, Dr. Pepper. Ha 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 ha. That's medicinal. That's why it tastes like it does. It it loosens your stools. It's got prune juice in it.
1: How do you know all this stuff?
4: I don't know. Really, to tell you the <laughs> truth i've you lived a very that. i've <laughs> lived a very diverse life and uh been around you know a lot that. very diverse people uh <laughs> since i was i since i was fifteen sixteen i've been working in the workplace and uh you know learning things from people my parents weren't around they left so i had to you know i had to find someone else to teach me stuff
1: I have to tell you, you know, my son-in-law, my <clears throat> our daughter is concerned that our son-in-law's teeth are so bad. Yeah, well, he drinks because tons sugar, of sugar, sugar,
4: sugar, 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 sugar.
1: But they're adults now, so don't even they're bother. They're
4: not acting like adults.
1: <laughs> don't even bother. They
4: make If there's a wrong decision to make, they'll make it. All right. Uh, and again, so uh, Dr. Pepper is healthy, so there you go. It has health benefits. It has a purpose. It's still made the same way. It's still medicine. It's prune juice sodas. <laughs> so it makes you more regular. Uh so that and as far as nutritional value, prunes have nutritional value, so there you go. For your health, you need good fat, carbohydrates, protein, and micronutrients such as vitamins and minerals. Right. Soda is a drink, not a food. <laughs> Why, why does everybody expect something to be more than it is it's a soft drink it is to be drinking along with food not in replacing food although if you're going to drink as much as some people i know drink you shouldn't eat too many calories
1: i i could never i i can't even imagine i wasn't allowed to drink soda when i was a child We had some kind of intestinal problems. My sister and I and my brother, and the first thing that the doctor did, he didn't know what was wrong, but he first thing he did is restricted all of our uh, sugar intake. We were not—I never had a soda until I was a teenager.
4: I don't. I I did occasionally. We had soda. Um, There was no soda soda in my house. It wasn't a regular (laughs) thing. All the you know, it would be for like birthday parties, and uh, we had uh, guests come over. Uh, uncle who always had soda in the basement along with everything else but then one year he got the idea of opening a hot dog truck my god he tortured me with that thing we didn't make any money at all i had to eat and drink all the stuff he bought which i pointed out to him nobody was gonna pay for he got the cheapest stuff he could get. Instead of hot dogs, he didn't get Subretts, Which That's all. That's all the hot dog truck have yeah, in New York. Long Island, New mm-hmm. York. You don't have Subretts, you're, <laughs> you're not gonna forget get, about no, it. Not gonna have <laughs> uh, cheapest buns, cheapest soda. RC Cola. Oh my God. RC Soda stinks. Like right it's the worst soda in the world, as far as I'm concerned. If you grew up on it, I'm sure you love it. But it's, I hated it. I didn't grow up on it, and I had to drink it because when that failed. We had to live on all the money, all the food he spent. So we ate a lot of hot dogs, drank a lot of horrible soda. And that put me off for soda for a very long time. So maybe that was a good thing. Uh, if I never saw another RC call again in my life, it'd be too soon. So for your, it says, uh, you know, eh, soda contains none of these, those nutrients except for sugar. Well, no. If it was sugar, I'd probably drink it. It's uh, corn syrup which is a simple carbohydrate, but it is not quote-unquote sugar, which is a type of carbohydrate. However, refined sugar is far less beneficial to health than other types of carbohydrates. Corn syrup isn't refined sugar. Sir. We, nobody uses sugar in their sodas because corn syrup is cheaper. Wake up. Uh, which to talk about. However, refined sugar is far less beneficial to health than other types of carbohydrates. It should be restricted rather than viewed as a nutrient. Myth. Just one soda a day is fine. Moderation is the watchword in many dietary recommendations. So you may think that the 12 ounce soda you have with lunch is no big deal. But that can of sugary soda contains about 10 teaspoons of added sugar, very close to the World Health Organization's recommendation for added sugar intake. The WHO recommends getting no more than 10% of calories from added sugars. But that's an upper limit. For optimal health, added sugars should be less than 5% of calories in a 2,000 calorie diet. 5% of calories works out to 6 teaspoons of sugar, and 10% is 12 teaspoons, or about a quarter of a cup. The American Heart Association has similar conservative recommendations AHA recommends no more than 9 teaspoons of added sugars per day for men and 6 teaspoons for women. Not only is sugar not beneficial to your health, according to AHA, but consuming too much can cause health problems. No kidding. Consuming too much of anything can cause health problems. Uh, Too much sugar on a regular basis can cause rapid tooth decay and help you pack on the pounds, possibly leading to obesity, heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. Oh, that's coming from my my, my kids. That's the next thing I'm going to find out. I'm they have they have diabetes. Th-
1: coming to a theater, near us. Well, because
4: they're extremely <laughs> obese. My daughter extremely obese. I got to give the son-in-law credit. He at least has lost weight since he came here. She keeps putting it on, and she is morbidly obese, and doesn't care. Uh, you know, it's hard to care. For, it's uh, to care about people that don't care about themselves. Myth, sugary beverages. beverage consumption is higher than ever. In the late 1990s, America's sugary beverage consumption included soda, hit an all-time high, coinciding with a rise in obesity and generating big headlines. But the decrease in soda consumption that followed received much less media attention. In fact, the number of calories Americans consume from soda has decreased from about 196 per day in 1999 to 151 per day, in 2009, according to a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition,
1: take that, Mama Obama. Uh, by the way,
4: nutritionists are idiots, and this <laughs> association is detrimental to your health. I, I, I had a war nutritionist when I was a an athletic trainer. I wouldn't let anybody get their diet from anybody but me if I was going to train them, and that's it. And that was a rule. You know, go ahead, do what you want. I won't help you. Uh, No, nutritionists don't know what the hell they're talking about. The whole, you know, the whole pyramid scheme and all that. And now it's a plate. And Look, everything in moderation is fine. The biggest problem is a lack of exercise, not so much food intake for most people. Of course, then there's the other ones that like my kids, the sugary, sugar, 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 everything's sugar. Uh, So sugary breakfast cereal, sugary. Everything. I mean, all day long in sugar. Uh, I, I, I think they'd have to go with through withdrawals to get off of soda at this point. They're like addicted to corn syrup. And that, yeah, there's no refined sugar. It's corn syrup. That's what they use. That's what they've used for a long, long time. Okay. Jolt, Jolt Cola. That was it. <laughs> My listener just <laughs> sent a message. What? They found it. It's Jolt Cola. That's what it was called. The (laughs) cola that had all all sugar and twice the caffeine. It was made with real sugar. And, yes, you could taste that. And it had twice the caffeine, which was good for when I was working.
1: Well, they have all those energy drinks now that are so Yeah,
4: they're expensive as heck. You Four, five dollars for a little ounce, two ounce thing.
1: No, no, no. They have sodas now that are like, I forget what one's called. I forget the name. They're of called that. energy drinks. No, and no, no. This one's just, these are sodas that have energy, like Jolt, like Jolt.
4: All right, when you when you finally figure out what it actually is, let us know. Uh, I I am not aware of it in any way, shape, or form.
1: Well, you don't go to town.
4: I rarely go to town. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's because everything that has to be done, Susan needs to do. So only one of us could go to town. So it's Susan. Uh, I do occasionally go to town. I've had to, to do certain things. Okay. Uh, and while soda, oh wait, nope. Oh, I went ahead. Oh no. I jumped ahead. Um, the study was designed to look at the impact the 2008 recession had on calorie consumption and whether the economy affects obesity. The researchers found that Americans had been decreasing the number of calories they consumed since 2003, long before the recession. Do you know in most countries, uh, most third world countries, especially obesity is a sign of success and wealth, prosperity and prosperity. Yeah, they don't get all worked up about being fat. They want to be fat. That means you're got plenty to eat. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's prosperity. Uh, we freak out. Oh my God. There's too many fat people. No, there's just the right amount because they wanted to be that fat, and they're that fat.
1: But I love how what this is showing. Because of the economy, we're tightening our belts in all areas. This is how they're slamming us, too,
4: with our food. Some are. Some are doing just what the countries are doing, uh, raising the debt limit and borrowing more money. Called credit. I'm card talking
1: debt. about we the people, well, individually.
4: Well, the biggest thing that happened is you could no longer use your house as a revolving credit card. Uh, every time you backs out your cards, get an equity loan, pay them off, start over, do it again. Well, the housing bubble burst and you can't, and nobody can do that anymore. So now what are you going to do? Once the credit cards are maxed, they're maxed. There's no more borrowing. You can't live on borrow your whole life. It's just you, you can't do that. Just, countries can't do that either. And we're going we're gonna to pay worse than we already have. Trust me, this is going to be bad. And while soda isn't healthy, some claims of danger may be overblown. For instance, you may have heard that preservatives or caramel color additives in soda cause cancer. These claims come from studies in rodents and can't be verified in humans just yet. Usually the rodents in these studies are given chemicals at high concentrations, and a human is unlikely to receive a proportional amount. While it is possible there are carcinogens in soda that should be regulated, more trials are needed to know if the chemical threatens humans. The Food and Drug Administration keeps a close eye on studies of all possible carcinogens. No, they don't. And issues warnings and regulations as soon as plausible connections are found. They don't, the government doesn't do anything that way. They don't keep a close eye on squat. And the FDA is like, seven, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Uh, they're a waste of time, money, and it's unconstitutional. And look, there's carcinogens everywhere. It's just... Something that triggers your cells to go crazy and reproduce abnormally. That's what cancer is. Uh, they have all kinds of, everything's cancerous. Paper on, the paper you burn on cigarettes and marijuana things, that that's a cancer-causing. Anytime you burn paper, that's a carcinogen. Uh, There's a carcinogen if you cook your food over coals and you sear it nice and black on the outside. Nope. Uh carcinogens. That causes carcinogens. Well, I'm sorry. If food has carcinogens in it, then obviously we're supposed to have carcinogens in our diet. While it might not give you cancer, or soda sort of habit can still damage your health, and cutting consumption to once a week or less is your best interest. I Everything in moderation and slowly wean yourself off of whatever it is. Drink a lot of soda. uh Cut it down to two thirds of what you did regularly. Wait a couple of weeks. Cut it down to a half. Another couple of weeks. Cut it down to a quarter. If you ha- if you're comfortable with staying there, then stay there. If not, you can keep going to nothing. Uh, but yeah, wean yourself of it. Don't don't make yourself go through withdrawals because th- that kind of stuff never works. It's like starvation diets. They don't work. You, you can't just if if you have a problem with with weight gain, then it's got to be a life long change. You have to change your eating habits permanently. It's not a diet. You can't eat like that anymore. Some people put on fat better, easier than others. Uh, if you know if you're one that does, then you want to get off as much simple sugar as you can. I didn't say. Keep it completely out of your life. I said, as much as you can. Everything you cut as much as you can, little by little, will make a difference. And if you just get out and walk, for goodness sakes. Oh, my saves, gosh.
1: You know how hard that is to tell some people.
4: <laughs> well, if you don't want to walk, would you prefer calisthenics? Then do them for at least 20 minutes a day. Or work walk four miles a day at an average uh, my, uh, four miles an hour. So it should take you an hour. You work your way up to it. It should take you an hour to work walk four miles. I used to do that every day with my Uncle Lou. It's great it it's great low exercise, especially if you do it on the grass. Don't walk on the pavement. Hard surface is bad for your knees. Bad for your ankles. Bad for your hips. So get off the sidewalk and onto the grass as much as possible. Alright, um again from Fox News, high fiber foods. Oh we go from sugar to high fiber. Wow. Foods might as well come with a sticker saying you need to poop, eat this. After all, that's pretty much what cereal commercials, doctors, and everyone else are saying. But it turns out that fiber might actually be what's backing you up. That's that. This is amazing. This is just like margarine over butter again. Again, that's why we're telling you to do wrong things to make you even sicker while you're doing without suffering (laughs) to do it. You're, You're killing yourself at the same time. That's right. If you haven't heard, margarine is bad for you. Vegetable shortening is bad to you. Those are. Partially hydrogenated vegetable oils, lard is better for you. Butter is better for you. Now you see what I'm talking about. What doctors did to people, and you're gonna listen to them ever. Use your head. Use common sense, and don't think the doctor knows everything. These doctors actually, they they know less every year because they don't even keep up on their on their medical training.
1: And it's just, it's just like the scientists, the same thing.
4: Well, the scientists have been bought. They'll do it. They'll make things come out any way you want as long as you pay for it. That's, that's the new science. Uh, I don't think we can rely on science anymore. I mean, real science, but not the scientists. Uh, anyway, research published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology found that although in some people a high-fiber diet may speed things along, in others with more severe cases of constipation, increasing fiber can have the opposite effect. Any one study published in the World Journal of Gastroenterology, it was that nobody who's a gastroenterologist reads by the way uh what was reducing or stopping fiber intake not ramping it up that finally scored constipation sufferers relief this study has confirmed that the previous strongly held belief that the application of dietary fiber to help constipation is but a myth
1: that's why we do health busters we're busting myths of fiber
4: health. absorbs water Look at a bowl of high-fiber cereal that has been sitting in your sink, unwashed, for a few hours. Without continuing to pour water into it, it can become thick and heavy and get stuck on your bowels, says Elena Masser, MD, assistant professor of gastroenterology at the Elcan School of... I It is L, right? Or I, I don't know. That's the problem with these fonts. The I and L, small L, and a capital I look very much the same. A school of medicine at Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai? All right.
1: I wanted to get a job there so bad oh, when I was great. out of nursing school. That, that's oh. a good hospital. That's the that's best where hospital. I was born.
4: That's the best hospital around. It's Jewish run. That's why it's the best hospital. I on. was
1: born in Mount Sinai. All hospital. the Jewish people,
4: when you pick them up in the air, they demand you take them to Mount Sinai. Always. They have excellent care there. Mount Sin- excellent hospital. Well, at least compared to all the other ones.
1: well and it was we haven't been there in years. yeah been a- mount sinai is in manhattan and that's where i was born and when i graduated from brooklyn college i wanted to be a nurse there so bad but like you said they're really picky i mean and i was a new I almost, went,
4: and- I almost went to the privates they were constantly asking me to go work for the hospitals we had uh, the hospitals some of the hospitals have their own ambulances because they want the people to be brought to their hospital so they make money i know it sounds silly because they are mad at you in the emergency room every time you show up with one, <laughs> but they, but they have their own ambulance to bring them there on purpose. Um, it's always in a, it's always a good hospital that has these though. And, uh, I was, I was, they were recruiting me. They were also recruiting me for the PA program and the, uh, what was it, the all natural, uh, the, the DOMD, the doctor. doctor of osteopathic medicine, right? Right. Yeah, they had uh, uh the head of the program said as soon as I'm ready <laughs> I have a job. Uh I have a place, I should say. Okay. Um You know, well-
1: I've never liked whole wheat anything. I cannot stand the way it tastes.
4: Whole wheat is gross. That's why that's why they stopped that's why they stopped making bread out of whole wheat because they didn't like it. You know they're forcing this
1: on to the people that are at the food bank, I just...
4: Well, you can't suffer free. You can't complain.
1: Still. And they're doing this in the stores, too. That They're
3: limiting just gotta, our choices. The
4: problem is with whole wheat bread, you have to have something that can stand up to it in a sandwich to make it usable. Something with a lot of flavor and, you know, it's hard. Deli meats, you pile them high enough, you might be able to you know, get get through that whole wheat stuff. Uh, I'm a fan of rye bread and pumpernickel myself. Um,
1: but that's not wheat bread. It has a different flavor. Oh,
4: no, it's it's rye. <laughs> it's not wheat, right. Uh, whole wheat, i am not a, never been a fan of. And really, the only way I could ever eat it was just with butter on it. Lots of butter.
1: Yeah, we don't have any fiber products in our house. We have fat products.
4: <laughs> yes, We love uh, our fat, our pig really, fat. Pig fat lard. <laughs> that's right, I got a bucket of lard. A bucket, you heard me, a bucket of lard. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> and they poisoned you because all, all the cakes and stuff that you ate was made with vegetable shortening your whole life. They were poisoning you. You might have heart problems just because of that.
1: And this is what they're saying here, too. The, all these high-fiber diets are killing people. Yeah,
4: it's not sort of like the low-fat diet for a diabetic. What? Why? You don't want low. You want... You want normal fat not low fat they try and put them on almost zero fat get little fats as possible in your diet i'm like why it's the sugar you don't want in your diet it's the opposite you want proteins in fact you don't want sugars which are complex carbohydrates and simple carbohydrates both of which turn to sugar in bloodstream to simplify it and then the natural release of the uh Oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, Isles of Langerhan And uh, I can't believe I can't remember this. What's the bit? Met- what what do you give diabetics? Insulin. Insulin, right. Thank you. <laughs> Release of insulin, insulin so that the, that can be then transformed down into ATP, which the cells use to actually, that's what your cells use to actually for energy is ATP. Adenosine triphosphate. Um, you, that's getting down to the cellular yeah. level. Anyway, uh, yeah, I know a lot about a lot of stuff. I've always been a learner, I guess that's why. So uh, let's see, it says uh, it's like trying to clear up a traffic jam by adding more cars. See, did, that didn't make sense to me ever, the fiber thing. <laughs> and neither neither does low fat diets for diabetics. Low carbohydrate, yes. Oh, well, I have cookies with fructose in it. It's still a simple sugar, it doesn't matter if it's fructose. Or sucrose. It's the same, and the body treats it the same. It makes no difference. It doesn't discriminate. Sugar, sugar. Uh, So it says, that can be a lot more gas. Uh, The longer fecal matter sits in your system, the longer gas-spewing bacteria have a chance to do their thing. Plus, some forms of soluble fiber, meaning it dissolves in water to form a paste in your digestive tract, can ferment in your gut to cause even more gas says Jared E. Mullen, MD, associate professor of medicine at John Hopkins Hospital and author of The Gut Balance Revolution.
1: This is horrible. How many years have they been telling people oh, about been this? have tortured people oh, forever. Oh, my Lord. That's why I like this segment because you can't.
4: You know what really stinks? Uh, if for Speaking medicine, of gas. it's ferments in your system, <laughs> but you don't get high off it. Let's
1: You mean like alcohol? Yes.
4: That's what. That's fermentation.
1: Oh
4: gut balance revolution i'm for I know where he's going i'm I'm with and I've always been like this uh yogurt's always been part of my diets because it's just what it brings for the floor of your system and i always I'll always have yogurt after I take any kind of antibiotic i'll start i'll eat it every day because it take it kills all this stuff in your gut it, all the good bacteria and stuff that you need. To, and, and and you got to replace it. And then you can do that by eating yogurt. Not the stuff with everything removed and, and artificial this not artificial that. Real yogurt. I know. Whoever thought low-fat yogurt was a good idea? Yogurt, Yogurt's
1: low-fat.
4: They didn't change it. It was low-fat to <laughs> begin with. They just <laughs> called it that so your people would buy it. It's the same yogurt <laughs> as before. Uh, you know, the stuff with the all the stuff homogenated... That's disgusting. You, you go out of your way to eat yogurt and you get that that chemical flavor yogurt. That's all natural. My yogurt, all natural. Dan on fruit on the bottom was my favorite, and it seems like nobody else liked it because it's gone now. And all Dan and carries is the stupid stuff that's got the chemical artificial flavoring, and you know I don't. It doesn't taste the same, and I'm I'm not sure the new yogurts haven't killed off what we're trying to put in our body, and as well. Uh, So, I would advise plain yogurt. And then if you want to add fruit to it, fresh fruit. It'll taste a million times better than that chemical nonsense in the... Trust me on this. (laughs) Go, go, you'll never go back. Go fresh fruit and, and real, just regular yogurt, live bacteria, go at it. Yes, I know they can be fattening. Fruit can be fattening. I know. But, I didn't say put so much fruit in it that you gain 10 pounds. However, research on 275 patients with irritable bowel syndrome, which, which hits about 10 to 15% of guys, published in the British Medical Journal, showed that having soluble fiber like psyllium instead of insoluble fiber like bran reduced IBS symptoms including bloating, diarrhea, and constipation, which is uh, pretty much the whole, the whole problem. I mean, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, that's what the problem is. Confusing enough for you? That's why before upping your fiber intake in order to clear things out, it's important to determine how much fiber you're currently consuming. While experts disagree on how much fiber you actually need, figures range from 20 to 38 grams per day. Most agree that any more than 40 grams per day is just overkill. Hitting those levels, constipation or no constipation, will help keep your blood sugar levels in check help you feel full longer, prevent weight gain, and keep your ticker ticking away, Mullen says. The best sources include whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and legumes.
1: Now, what are we doing to our kids in the school?
4: What, what school?
1: In any public you, school. She's uh, got them eating these high-fiber... Government fiber...
4: child abuse centers. Government child abuse centers. Uh... The, the diet their abu- that she has They're abusing them. them. The, they're abuse centers, I told the
1: you. The diet that she has them on. We've Why am I talking this. like a Jew? I don't know. Because <laughs> we talked about Mount Sinai. <laughs> <laughs> the diet that Mama Obama and the government is imposing on our children are going to make them sick.
4: They're not even eating it.
1: But it's like, that's all wheat, whole wheat, everything. Everything's it's, whole wheat. It's not whole only that. Wheat.
4: three meals a day they're providing now.
1: No, that they're pushing for it. They're not there yet. I just saw another article. They're pushing for it as the school year well goes on.
4: Yes. And during summer school as well. They want to feed them, continue to feed them during the summer when school's out. How are they going to do that? They're going to come around a food truck. Yes, that's the plan. Come around a food truck and you run out and get your free food from the government, from the government food truck.
1: Government cheese.
4: I'm very, very disappointed that it, it it's gotten this bad. Honestly, uh, we are in serious hard times, and it, it's touch and go. What's going to happen? It could go either way at this point.
1: Well, this is why you tell the folks to take their school boards back
4: and just you know, say no. That's the future. That's that's your that's not only the future. That's your children. They, they're supposed to be your most precious possession. And you, you put them in a gun-shooting gallery, gun-free zone, and, uh, and, and the abuse that they do to their brains, that and now, Common Core, you'll never get that kid back. And once they remap the brain uh, from kindergarten, on, wait, no, preschool on, by the time they get out of high school, forget about college, their whole brain has been remapped you cannot do it because they're they're growing children they're growing and while they're growing you're screwing up their brain that's what gave a lot of children dyslexia going away from teaching reading for phonics which is your left brain and a child is already configured to left brain at birth that's what the FMRs show so by teaching them the associative method of a uh, Seeing a picture, and that word means that, instead of sounding it out, requires your right brain. So instead of reading with their left brain, they're taught to read with their right brain, and a lot of times that causes dyslexia. And now they're going to do common core. Dyslexia is nothing. Look, why would they teach that way? Phonics works, always works, still works. A company makes money off selling it because they're not teaching it anymore. That's how well it works. So why aren't we doing it? Because they're trying to screw up their brains. They know what they do. What they were doing was screwing with their brains. Now they've got a point where they figured out how to, through these weird common core nonsense, it's the stupidest stuff I've ever read, they're going to completely remap their brains in the way they think, and that'll be the end. When they come out the other end, it's going to be much worse than the Millennials. And with that said, we gotta go. It's been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlog.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com, and say good night, Susan.
1: Good night, Susan.
4: And we're out of here.